The following is another ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents high school baseball. There goes Shires to third. It's ripped right back up the middle. Caught by the second baseman. And Lee will throw to shortstop. And Joey Scoff is doubled off his base runner in Lane Shires. Today, the Kearney Bearcats hit the road to the state tournament by opening districts versus Millard North and Millard West. High School Baseball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Pitch is hit towards center field. Coming in strong and diving and making the catch is going to be Paul Schuyler. Tagging up towards the plate. The throw's there. Got him on the foot. But Richter is sliding in ahead of the tag. And Carney takes a 2-1 lead. A nice play in center by Paul Schuyler. Carney opens up district play in their historic first season as the number three seed. In the first game, they will take on Millard North, a team they fell to earlier in the season. If they win, they will face number one Millard West, who beat Carney by four in a closely contested game in early April. It's Bearcat District Baseball coming up next, but first, it's time for the pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio Sports Director Doug Duda live from Millard West High School right after this word. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to District Baseball Carney Style. For the first time in this inaugural year of the Carney Bearcats, we have a Saturday baseball game in the state Class A districts, and we are in Omaha, Millard specifically, as Millard West is the host as the number one overall seed in the state tournament, and they have already defeated Lincoln Northeast here this morning by a score of 9-4. to Yesterday, Northeast was a 2 nothing winner in the play-in game over Omaha North. Millard West jumped out to a 7 7- nothing lead through the first three innings and were able to coast to the 9-4 victory. They have been ranked number one all season long, although they started 19-0 and and now they are 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Carney did play them close at home. Of course, remember, that was supposed to have been the inaugural game for Carney baseball, but as we know, the weather wiped it out. They played it a little bit later on down the season. Carney played Millard West tough, 10-6, to about four errors, though, in that baseball game ended up being part of the difference. But first, before they can worry about Millard West, they've got to beat a team that also beat them this year in Millard North. Millard North, ranked ninth in Class A, comes in with a record of 12-11 and on the season, playing a few more of the Metro teams than Carney would have this year. They beat Carney a couple of weeks ago by a score of 8-3 to in Carney, and they're going to go with the same pitch pitcher in Jack Ricketts, who has a 2.6 ERA. He is 3-0 and on the season so far this year. Uh, Millard North in that baseball game jumped on Carney early by a score of 5 to nothing. Carney scored all three of their runs in the bottom of the sixth inning. It was actually 6 to nothing going into the bottom of the sixth, and Millard North tacked on a couple of insurance runs in the seventh to win that ball game by a score of 8-3. to We also can tell you that uh, Omaha Creighton Prep today is a winner over Bellevue East. They are hosting the A5 district, which uh, Grand Island is a part of, and the Islanders just getting underway in their semifinals. So if Grand Island can beat uh, Bellevue West, then they would go on and play Creighton Prep in the final this afternoon. And again, the second game, it's all being played today in Class A. So around 4 o'clock or about 30 minutes after this game is over, it'll be Millard West and the winner of this contest for the A1 championship. Of course, West is setting it off obviously uh, a great position here that there are two wild cards 
and being the number one seed, they've already guaranteed them a spot in state. And uh, these two teams here, Miller North and Kearney, would have to win two games today to make it on to the state tournament. We'll have a chance to catch up with Kearney High Coach Brad Archer. We chatted with him on yesterday's Doug and Daddy's show to talk a little bit about the season overall and what the rematches could be like today against Miller North and possibly Miller West. Mason Casper is going to get the start on the mound today for Kearney High. Uh, Brant Grosskreitz would come on in relief if they are fortunate enough to get a great performance and some offense, then Grosskreitz most likely would get the start in game number two. We'll take a break and be back with that interview from Coach Archer right after this. You're listening to Kearney Bearcat Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. To be a Platte River Prep school sponsor, like Carney Catholic, Awari Dunes, and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Boom 30 KHIS. KHIS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Carney High is hoping to make their first state tournament. To do that, they need to get through their first district baseball tournament, which will not be an easy task. As we said, game one tomorrow is against Miller North. That gets underway at 1.30, and you'll hear it right here on ESPN Radio. And the head coach, Brad Archer, joins us here for a few minutes to talk about the season and what he expects to see tomorrow. And, Coach, good morning. How are the boys looking? Uh, good. We've had a couple good days practice this week, and uh, we'll get in a short one tonight and then uh, head down to Omaha tomorrow. The kids and the coaches had kind of known, even before uh, you had come into this week, that you probably were going to fall into the district with the number one team in the state and that there was a good chance you were going to see Millard North. Uh, I know this is a district that nobody else in the state really wanted to be in. Uh, do you see this as maybe the toughest district? Well, I would think so. I think, uh, obviously, you got Millard West in there that's uh, had a great year, and, and uh, Millard North has played a quality schedule on a team that we played uh, earlier in the year. But, uh you know, you really don't have a whole lot of control over over your seeds here because the way they, you know, do things as far as the PowerPoint system, both uh, both all the teams in Class A and all the teams in Class B are, are basically uh, figured the, the same way. So, uh, as you said, we, we had a pretty good idea going into uh, last week where we'd probably fall. But, uh, again, a lot of that depends on how other teams do and, and uh, those type of things. But uh, we'll, we'll take our seed and we'll head down to uh, Miller tomorrow. Yeah, Coach, if you actually look at it, if you can win the district, your state tournament might be easier. But, uh, <laughs> you know, here, here's one thing that happened in Class A in baseball. I don't people know if people realize this, that there were so many people, times, that you'd look at a game and you'd go, how the hell did that team beat that team? And then uh, later on you'd be going, how'd they lose to them? <laughs> I mean, there were 15 or 20 teams on a given night that could beat anybody. Your thoughts on that in Class A? Well, that's true, and I think some of that had to do with uh, all the games that got postponed uh, earlier in the 
during the year, and, and everybody tried to, to make up those games uh, late in the season, and so all of a sudden you're playing about every night during the week. And uh, and, and when that happens, that becomes more of a, uh, you know, like we talk about in a Legion situation where you're playing six games a week, and now you're starting to use five or six starters versus two or three. And, and uh, you know, we've always said that uh, when we put in high school baseball, that's going to be a little bit different in the fact that, uh, you know, depending on the weather and those type of things, you could probably get through most of the season with uh, three, probably three starters, and maybe use a fourth every once in a while. But uh, no, there's been uh, some interesting games, and and uh, to be quite honest with you, there's probably been some teams that uh, you know maybe haven't had uh, as good a record as they've had in the past, and some of those teams we actually played, so that kind of hurt our PowerPoint uh, uh, total from that standpoint as well. Talking with Carney baseball coach Brad Archer, outside coach of we know that whichever tournament, whether it's area or state, it's double elimination. That is not the case here in the districts. It is when you get to state, but it's one and done here in the districts. Uh, how does that change your approach, if at all? Well, first of all, you know, you would you would love to have it be double elimination because, again, I think, uh, you know, especially in our situation, we maybe – Maybe uh, a lot of years haven't had the you know the number one stud that you can throw out on the mound, but but we've always had uh, a lot of depth and whatnot. So you start getting in those double elimination tournaments, and, and the more pitchers that uh, people have to throw, I always felt that that was one of our strengths over the last few years. But uh, single elimination, uh, we're going to just get after it and try to win the first game, and that means we're not going to hold anybody back, and and because you just never know what would happen that second game. So we'll start Mason Casper on the mound and Mason's been probably our most consistent pitcher as far as hitting spots and, and those type of things. And so Mason will get the uh, start. And uh, if we have to use Brent Grosskreitz, for example, to finish things off, then we're certainly going to do that. Your coach, real quick, on your on your batting lineup, have you made any changes in your top five or six hitters? Are you going to go a different direction with somebody there, or are you going to stay with those top six guys? No, we'll, we'll stay with our top five for sure. Um you know, they, they've been pretty consistent. Uh, you know, we moved uh, Corbin Foster. We had him, I think, about number five to start the year, and we moved him up into the uh, two spot. And Lane Shires has been our leadoff hitter for most of the year, other than maybe the first couple games. And and uh, so we bumped Trey Rodriguez from the leadoff spot down in the nine spot. And, and for baseball people, uh, you know, the nine spot, you know, especially for us, is a lot like the leadoff spot. We're trying to get uh, someone with a little bit of foot speed in that nine spot that's coming up before uh, the top of the order. So, so from that, uh, you know, standpoint, uh, I like those three kids in those spots. And then, uh, you know, Braden Miller's had a, a great year for us. He's uh, if he's not our top hitter, he's right there with Mason Casper, who hits fourth. And so, so we're not going to be changing those four guys. And then a couple weeks ago, we brought up a freshman, Corbin Rich, and he's been hitting in the five spot for us. And and Corbin's been holding his own there, so so those those kids will stay the same, and then it just kind of depends on uh, you know who we have on the mound and who we're going to DH for and those type of things. Another minute with Brad Archer as they get ready for the A1 District Baseball Tournament, uh, taking on Millard North in the opening game. Coach, I know about eh, two, three weeks ago, we were talking about the lack of offensive production from the bottom of that lineup. And then with Trey down there, he's kind of bopped it up. Uh, Seth has started to hit the ball a little bit better for you. Uh, I think you would probably agree that the bottom of the order has started to pick it up a little bit. Maybe not significantly, but at least a little bit. 
No, that's true. Uh, and we knew Seth would come around sooner or later, and he's been uh, certainly hitting the ball better here in the latter uh, portion of the year and then uh, been trying to find somebody to, to kind of man that left field spot. And uh, Sam Ingberg's kind of taking that over. And Sam, Sam's a kid that, first of all, has great foot speed. And, and um, you know, he, he usually finds a way to get on base, whether it be bump for a base hit or just beat out an infield hit or those type of things. So uh, he's been a, a welcome addition to uh, the bottom of of our order right there and and the main thing like i said for him we're not expecting uh you know a three or four hit game um necessarily but uh, for him to put a lot of pressure with his foot speed on the base paths and draw some walks and those type of things so so no things have uh, improved uh from that standpoint and, and i think our run production has been a little bit higher here brad a last thought i mean it's probably hard to know who millard north specifically will throw you probably know who their one or one a is uh when they got you before kind of some uh the pitcher kept you guys off balance quite a bit. Uh, what, what's your scouting report now that you've seen him and what you're expecting tomorrow? Well, that that's true there. Uh, the Ricketts kid threw for him before, and he's certainly in their top three. I don't know how they line them up, but we're, we're guessing that we'll either see him again or uh, the Mendez kid that they have has thrown in a lot of uh, big games for him, and then there's also a Donahue kid as well. So uh, not sure uh, who we're going to see, but uh, regardless of who that is, we've just got to make sure that we have some quality at bats and, and uh Make sure, especially with uh, two strikes, that we're swinging the bat and putting the ball in play and forcing them to make some plays on us. All right, Coach, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, we will see you at Millard tomorrow and uh, see if we can get a couple of wins. All right. Thank you, Doug. Lineups. And that was our interview yesterday with Coach Brad Archer, Jimmy Langan, and myself, Doug Duda, on the Doug and Daddy Show, a chance to chat with the, the coach here on ESPN Radio. It's Carney and Millard North getting ready for the uh, Class A-1 District Semifinals. We're getting ready to bring you the starting lineups, and we'll do that right after this timeout on KXPN Carney and online. Don't forget we're online for all our games at PlatteRiverPreps.com. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Back in a minute. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. And welcome back to high school baseball, Carney Bearcat style on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Later today, complete coverage of the Kentucky Derby. And that'll begin at 4 o'clock on ESPN 1550. Should Carney be eliminated here, it would also be on ESPN 1460. The race gets underway just before 6 o'clock. Grand Island has jumped out to a 2 nothing lead over Bellevue. 
Bellevue West as they play the bottom of the third. The winner there will get Creighton Prep a 4-3 winner over Bellevue East. And Hastings plays this afternoon against Omaha Gross. Gross beat Fort Calhoun 3-0 last night. And that game this afternoon is over at Scut, And that will begin at 3 o'clock. Let's take a look at the starting lineups for today's ball game. First off for Millard North, ranked ninth in Class A at 12-11. and 11. They'll go with number 11, the shortstop Alec Blakestead. Batting second and playing left, number 19, Nate Vermoss. Batting third and playing third base is number four, Drake Donahoe. The cleanup hitter is right fielder Ryan Mendez. He'll wear number five. Batting fifth in center field is number two, Matt Getzman. The designated hitter is number 13, Tommy Rowland. He bats sixth. Batting seventh at first base is number eight, Ben Weber. Batting eighth at second base is number six, Mark Geiger, and doing the catching is number 12, Zach Johnson. He will bat ninth. The pitcher today is Jack Ricketts. He beat Carney in the previous meeting with an outstanding effort. He's 3-0 with a 2.60 ERA. The head coach of the Millard North Mustangs is Dave Cork, assisted by Nick Engel, as we said, 12-11 on the season. Now here is the starting lineup today for your Carney Bearcats. They come in with a record of 15-8. and They're coached by Brad Archer, assisted by Matt Connett, Chris Pocock, and Brian Graham. Leadoff man once again. He's been there throughout the season, but playing third base today will be number 12, Lane Shires. Batting second in right field is number 21, Corbin Foster. Batting third and doing the catching is number 10, Braden Miller. On the mound, and the cleanup hitter today for the Bearcats is number four, Mason Casper. The designated hitter is number 36, Corbin Rich. He'll bat fifth. Batting sixth at shortstop, number 41, Seth Stroh. Batting seventh at first base, number 35, Jackson Worley. Batting eighth in left field, number 14, Sam Engberg. And batting ninth in center field is number three, Trey Rodriguez. Playing defense is going to be Brant Grosskreitz. He will be the second baseman today and wear number 24. Those are the starting lineups for you here on ESPN Radio. Our high school baseball brought to you in part by SeaTac Flooring, your restoration experts, and Moonlight Custom Screen Print and Embroidery. Everything's better by Moonlight. The winner will play Millard West in the game right after this at approximately 4 o'clock. Millard West, a winner already today by a score of 9-4. to four over Lincoln Northeast. Another uh, note for the Kearney fans out there, Ty Roseberry getting the start today at designated hitter for the Huskers as they take on Northwestern. And that game gets underway at 2 o'clock on 12.30 a.m. KHAS. There is no television coverage at all this weekend. It's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday series. But you can hear the pregame right now and the uh, first pitch just after 2 on 12.30 KHAS. Roseberry is going to be the designated hitter and bat in the cleanup spot today. His first conference start for the Huskers. We'll take a break and be back with more from Millard West right after this. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to Power Life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. 
It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at MWEliteContracting.com. Doug Duda along with our producer engineer back at the studios and Chris Langan getting ready for today's baseball action. Our three-man umpiring crew has just walked onto the field and the coaches now, uh, Dave Cork and Brad Archer, are walking out their lineup cards here. So we're just a few minutes away from the start of today's baseball game. Millard North will be wearing the blue tops with the white sleeves and the white pants as the home team. Carney's going to be wearing the dark tops, the black tops, with the white and blue trim as the visiting team. They'll be in the first base dugout. Millard North will be in the third base dugout as we get things going here today. Again, the first time these teams played this year, it was 8-3 to three in favor of uh, Millard North, and uh, they were able to get the job done with some great pitching against uh, Carney that day, and that same pitcher in Ricketts is uh, going today for Millard North. So they felt uh, very confident the first time they played. Uh, the first time out, Ricketts went five and a third innings, gave up three hits, three runs. They really didn't touch him much until they got into that sixth inning. Carney had a couple of opportunities, but only had two hits in the first five innings against Ricketts. And then uh, Simon Gradeville came in and closed things out. Jackson Worley actually started the last time that these teams played, and then Seth Stroh, Nolan Atherton, and Dylan Berkey all came in in relief after Worley was pulled through four innings. He gave up five runs on six hits. He had three walks and hit a man in that game. Carney uh, also uh, in that contest had uh, three errors to uh, kind of hurt things out. And that's been the story. We've talked about it a lot. Carney's been doing better. As you heard us talk with uh, Coach Archer here in the pregame, the uh, bottom half of that order, that six through nine, has been doing a little bit better as far as getting on base. They're also doing a little bit better as far as handling the baseball. And they will need that today if they hope to win their ever fir- first ever district game or will it all come to an end here today for Carney High? A 15-8 and eight record. Carney has played some pretty good baseball here towards the end of the season. Last Saturday was actually the uh, roughest game of the year in a game you heard here on ESPN. What a difference a week makes. The uh, conditions were just cold, cold, and windy, windy, and Carney got beat 14-4, to their worst loss of the year. They came back and beat Twin River on Wednesday night and won that home finale 12-2. to So they have won five of their last six. Before that, they split a doubleheader with Creighton Prep, so they've won six of their last eight. As we said, for a Millard North, uh, last week was the Don Craft Millard South Tournament with a lot of good teams. They beat East 2-1, to one, and then they lost to Omaha West Side and Millard West. Uh, before that, they lost to Creighton Prep, so they are just 1-3 in, in their last four games. But three of the losses overall for Millard North this year have come to number one Millard West by scores of 7-6, to 9-4, to four, and then last week by a score of 5-1. to one. You've been listening to the pregame here on ESPN Radio, our high school baseball brought to you by Duncan Tice Construction, building with confidence, and Great Western Bank making life great. We'll have the opening pitch of the A1 District Semifinal between Kearney and Millard North right after this. Play ball! Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! 
Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! We're ready to go as Lane Shire steps in and fouls away the first pitch here from Jack Ricketts. And the A1 District Semifinal is underway here on ESPN Radio. Glad to have you along with us as Ricketts stands in there, works quickly, and fires high on a fastball. It's 1-1. One and one. As we said, uh, the umpires, where we're setting, we're not inside today. We're right up against the fence here at the dugout. So every call that umpires make tonight is going to be perfect because they can hear everything we say. As the next pitch is fouled back and out of play, Shires was on it, fouled it straight back. One ball, two strikes. Our foul balls brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your many great agents like Robert Keat and Alex Beckman. The one-two pitch to Shires. High ball, two, two and two. So foul ball, high fastball, foul ball, high fastball, and it's two-two. Corbin Foster, Braden Miller will follow Shires here in the first and the two-two. Off speed is out and away, ball three. We know almost every Carney pitcher loves to work quickly, and we are going to see that here from Ricketts. He's got the ball, and he's ready to go. He doesn't even step off the rubber. And the 3-2 pitch to Shires is going to be high ball four. Just missed. Looked like he may have taken something off trying to aim it in there, and Shires will draw a leadoff walk here for the Bearcats. And that will bring up the right fielder, Corbin Foster. He bats from the left side. Down the line here, it's 325 at Millard West. It's 360 to the alleys and 400 to straightaway center. We saw Millard West take a ball deep, deep, deep into the trees beyond right field in their win over Lincoln Northeast. So a little lead from Shires, and the first pitch is going to be just inside, right at the knees for ball one to Corbin Foster. Then Braden Miller, Mason Casper would be after that. The first meeting between these teams... Ricketts had three walks and four strikeouts in five and a thirds, but most of those walks were in that sixth. Here's a base hit right over shortstop. And so Carney High runners at first and maybe third. There's going to be a play at third as they get it in. Shire slides. The third baseman can't handle it. That will allow Foster to get into second. And Carney High off to a great start. Nobody out to start the game. Runners at second and third. That'll be a single for Foster. He advances to second on the throw. And it looked like maybe Coach Brad Archer was rolling that ice there. A good throw would have pegged Shires. In fact, the ball looked to be there in time, but it was just towards the shortstop side of the bag at third. And the third baseman, Drake Donahoe, couldn't come up with it. North played some pretty good defense the first time these teams met. And now Braden Miller, one of the hottest hitters for Carney, will stand in there. He's getting ready to do some damage today and then have his graduation reception tomorrow. Miller takes a fastball right down the pipe for strike number one. 0-1-1, Mason Casper on deck. Again, graduation for Kearney uh, two weeks away. Kearney Catholic next week on Mother's Day. Congrats to all the seniors who were honored a couple of weeks ago. The 0-1 pitch now from Ricketts. Out of the full windup and an off-speed right in there. Good breaking ball for strike two. So Miller, not on top of the first two pitches, was looking maybe for something different. Ricketts really needs a punch out here. Miller, the three-hole hitter, down 0-2. And the pitch from Ricketts swung on and chopped back to the pitcher, and that won't allow anybody to move. And a nice play. Ricketts steps up and gets a big out here. And Carney runners at second and third now with one out. So Mason Casper will step in. Casper has done a lot of things offensively. Leading batter. Of course, we always talk about taking a pitch. He crowds the plate here. 
And when you uh, play teams now for the second time, or in a couple of cases like Grand Island a third time, they know about all this. And so Casper now, Carney needs a base hit to get a couple on the board. Ricketts out of the lineup. Fastball called strike. Casper wasn't so sure. Maybe a little disappointed that he didn't take a shot at it. The freshman Corbin Rich, the designated hitter, is on deck. Now, Carney with some good momentum to start the game. They cannot strand these runners here in the first. They need to find a way. The 0-1 pitch to Casper. Off-speed, crowded towards second. That'll get one run home. The second baseman boots it, picks it up, throws to first. Casper, not the fastest guy on the team, will be out 4-3 to three and two outs, and that is an RBI, but Carney High is able to get on the board here by a score of 1-0 as Shire scores in advancing down to third will be Corbin Foster. Rich moved up to the varsity midway through the season. After they got some games in in March and that first weekend in April, he's been standing up here as a designated hitter almost every ball game. So one across, two outs, and a man on third. Rich out of the full lineup. Ricketts off speed, just low. Great pitch. Might have been a little in. Ball one. Seth Stroh would be next. Stroh has really picked things up here the last couple of weeks. They'd love to get him up with guys on base. The 1-0. Taken high, fastball. Thinking about it was Rich, but he's able to hold back at its 2-0. So Shire started with a walk. Foster singled into center. The runners advanced to second and third. Miller chopped it back to the pitcher, and Casper crowded out to second, but drove it a run as Rich taking all the way. Strike one. Two balls, one strike here in the A1 District semifinal. Top of the first. Carney one, Miller North nothing. Two outs. Corbin Rich takes one low. Ball three. Talking with some uh, folks as we are making the drive down today. Rich has been ahead on the count so much this year. He'll get up 2-0, 3-0, and then have to take a pitch or two. Now the 3-1 to Rich. Off speed, chopped towards third. Donahoe will give way to the shortstop. Shortstop throws to first, and uh, Blakestead makes the play. So Carney had the first two men on, but Millard North got out of here with minimal damage. One run on one hit. There were no errors, and one man left on. After the top of the first here in the A1 District semifinal, Carney won. Millard North coming to bat. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Woo, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. 
Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN Radio. The first three batters for Miller North in the bottom of the first. The shortstop, Alec Blakestead. The left fielder, Nate Vermoss. And the third baseman, Drake Donahoe. And so far this year for Miller North, offensively, they are hitting at 270 as a team. And a lot of guys that are just around 300. Uh, There's not more than a couple guys that are really torching it, uh, but... Up and down the lineup, they've done a good job. As Casper's ready to fire, and we are underway, swinging a miss at the first pitch by Blinkstead. Strike one. Oh, and one. Grand Island has now jumped out to a 6-0 lead over Bellevue West in the fourth inning. The winner gets prep, a one-run winner over Bellevue East earlier today, 4-3. Casper, a little more deliberate on that full windup. Throws that one a little bit into the dirt. It's 1-1 one one to Blinkstead. So Shire's over at third today. Stroh at short, Grosskreis at second, Worley at first. The 1-1 pitch, off-speed low, ball two. In the outfield, Engberg left, Rodriguez center, Foster right. You'll see Will Richter probably as a courtesy runner today. Braden Miller doing the catching. Blakestead stands in the 2-1 pitch from Casper. Swung on and fouled straight back. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. And the count now, 2-2 two two to the leadoff man, Alec Blakestead. Glad to have you along with us here on ESPN Radio on this beautiful Saturday. Maybe the best day of the year. Here's a sweet ground ball to second. Grosskreitz waits for it, picks it up, soft toss, and he's able to get it to the first baseman at Jackson Worley, who did have to kind of stand on his tiptoes, but a soft ground ball, one up, one down. Nate Vermas, the left fielder, stands in there. Millard North has a few guys at bat from the left side of the plate, and Drake Donahoe would be next. Then Mendez, the top four in this lineup for the Mustangs. one nothing, Carney. The leadoff walks Shires, a single by Foster. And then the ground out got Foster in. Casper off speed, a bit outside, ball one. So trying to throw some curve balls and mix it up. Not always start with the same pitch here. Casper getting his first look at Miller North. The 1-0 pitch. Fastball fouled right back into the catcher, Braden Miller. Everybody's okay. One ball, one strike. Again, Millard West is the host, but Millard North is also in this district. A little different than all of the other sports in Class A. Six districts, two wild cards, instead of the seven districts, one wild card. As Casper wheels and deals, and that's going to be lined in left field for a base hit. So going the opposite way that time is Nate Vermas for a one-out single, and that'll bring up the third baseman, Drake Donahoe. So Donahoe stands in there, checks the signs from his head coach in Dave Cork. Trying to get something going here with one out in the bottom of the first and Carney leading it by a score of one to nothing. So again, most in A had their bunny bracket or play-in game last night and then three games today. The two semifinals and the final still to go. Casper out of the stretch. Base runner leaning towards first, not looking to go. Fastball right down the pipe, strike one. So Casper able to get ahead of the count here to the third baseman, Drake Donahoe. The winner will take on Millard West. They got out to a quick 6-0 start and then beat Lincoln Northeast by a score of 9-4 here today in the first game. The 0-1 pitch from Casper, low, ball one. We've noticed this and we've talked about it a lot uh, over the last couple of weeks. Carney High not quite as efficient with runners on base on the mound. If they can get you one, two, three, they do it a bunch of times. 
but a little bit different look from most of the guys on the mound. Not that they slow down. It's just that they work the count a little bit more, it seems like. The 1-1 pitch. Fastball at the knees. Strike two. So Donahoe has looked at three pitches. Two of them have been strikes, according to our home plate umpire. One of them a ball. Nate Vermas leads away from first. Ryan Mendez on deck. One on, one out. Bottom of the first. one nothing Carney. On this first Saturday in May, Casper checks the runner. Comes set. 1-2 pitch. He's going to be grounded towards second. They've got a chance. It's a slow roller, though, so they'll go to a second base for one. And safe at first will be Donahoe on the fielder's choice as Stroh takes the throw from Brant Grosskreitz. So a runner on first and now two down. And Ryan Mendez, the cleanup hitter for Millard North, will step in. He is also a left-hander. 72 degrees today. The wind... Six mile an hour at first pitch. And so a lot nicer than what we've seen in the wind just out of the east-southeast here at Millard West. So two on, or two out and one on. But now it's Donahoe. He takes a little bit bigger lead. Curveball bounces in the dirt. Comes all the way back out halfway to the pitcher's mound. And the wild pitch will allow Donahoe to get down to second. But he did offer at the pitch, so it is strike one. Mendez got fooled on the curveball from Mason Casper. And so down to second, Drake Donahoe. But Carney just has to worry about getting Mendez. If he does reach, then it's the center fielder, Matt Getzman. Carney up one nothing, bottom of the first. Again, regulation seven innings here in the postseason as well. Casper out of the stretch, swung on and popped up. It's going to be back up and over our heads. For a foul ball, and it's 0-2. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your agent, Mark Shipperite and Wendy Vosser, to help you with your buying and selling of a home. 0-2 to Mendez. What will Casper do now? He fooled him on a curveball in the dirt on the first pitch of this at bat. Miller's got to keep it in front of him. Casper. Inside it goes to the backstop. And down to third base will be Drake Donahoe. That's one Miller probably should have had. We're going to put that down as a pass ball. It was low and in. It was just a waste pitch, but uh, Miller either got crossed up or it just clicked off his glove through the webbing there. And so now Donahoe reached on the fielder's choice, got to second on a wild pitch, will take him to third on the pass ball. And it's one ball and two strikes to Ryan Mendez with two outs. Out of the windup, curveball, pop back again, and out of play. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. Doug Duda with you on this Saturday afternoon. Carney High hoping to play two. And, of course, win two. They need to, or their season ends today, just like Millard North. One-two as Mendez stands in there again. The left-handed batter takes it just a little bit low. Good pitch from Casper, but he held off. Two balls, two strikes. Matt Getzman is on deck. Donahoe stands at third, hoping to tie the game here for the Mustangs in the bottom of the first. Carney and Millard North have had a little bit of a get together in all of the boys' sports here lately. Seen some football. They play them in basketball and now here in baseball for the second time. The 2-2 pitch is on the way. Breaking ball. Mendez takes it and Miller couldn't get it framed good enough and it is now a full count. So Mendez was down 0-2. He's battled back to make it a full count. Again, don't forget the high school baseball is also college baseball. The Huskers, 2 o'clock on 1230 KHAS. The payoff pitch here to Mendez. The cleanup hitter for Millard North. Casper takes a long look. He fires a fastball. It's grounded to short. Stroh picks it up, throws over to first. It's on the money, and that is it here in the bottom of the first. So 
The 3-2 pitch grounded out and no runs on one hit. There were no errors and one man left on base. We go to the top of the second. Carney won at Miller North nothing. You're listening to Bearcat District Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Doug Duda back with you here. Carney High Baseball on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation brought to you by Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everybody wins, and Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses, locally grown, locally owned. We go to the top of the second. It's the 6-7-8 batter. Seth Stroh, Jackson Worley, and Sam Engberg for Carney, leading it one to nothing. And the left-hander Stroh stands in there and takes the first pitch right across the top of the strike zone for strike one, 0-1. Oh, Stroh has really picked it up here, picking his uh, batting average up as it's high ball one. About 150 points here over the last two weeks of the season. He just couldn't get things going. And it's not like the weather warmed up, but Stroh did. And he leads it off here in the second. 1-1 pitch from Ricketts is low, ball two. So 2-1, and and Ricketts got into a little trouble when he walked Shires to start the ball game, and he came around and scored. 1-0 Carney, top of the second. And the pitch to Stroh. Out ahead of that one, strike two, ball two, or two and two to Seth Stroh. Jackson Worley, Sam Engberg still come here in the top of the second. Ricketts, who got the win against Carney, the first meeting in Carney at Memorial Field, now brings the 2 2 pitch. It's going to be high, but it's swung on and missed. Strike three. That was up at the eyeballs, and uh, Seth Stroh was expecting something different. That'll be the first strike out of the ball game by either pitcher, and that'll bring up Jackson Worley. Jackson Worley. Worley's been pretty solid in that seven hole, hanging down at first base. He's one of the few guys that just really hasn't been moved around a whole lot by Coach Brad Archer and his staff. So Worley stands in there, and he'll take an off-speed out and away, ball one. One to nothing in favor of Carney here at Millard. And the 1-0 pitch is on the way, and that's going to be low, ball two. So Ricketts works quickly, but has moved that ball all the way around. He hasn't had much for wildness so far in the ball game, even though he had the leadoff walk. And the 2-0 pitch, take it all the way, strike one. 2-1, and one. Carney wants to be a little disciplined after what Ricketts did to him in the first meeting, shutting him down basically through the first five innings. And the 2-1 now, to Jackson Worley. He'll take it down the middle, strike two. Might have been a touch in, but it was still over the plate. Two balls, two strikes. And Worley now needs to put the ball in play here from Ricketts. And the 2-2 pitch off-speed poked foul over the Kearney dugout. Nice off-speed pitch by Ricketts. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your agents like Robert Fitzgerald and Ryan Bruna. 
as the 2-2 pitch comes home again, and it hit him. And that one was way inside. Worley tried to turn away from it, and it plunked him right on the three. And so a hit-by-pitch here. We'll put a runner at first with one out, and Sam Engberg will stand in there. This may be Sam's type pitcher, somebody that doesn't bring a whole lot of heat. Uh, As far as the pitchers we've seen this year, Ricketts has good control. He's more of a Greg Maddox guy than a Randy Johnson type of velocity or Roger Clemens. So Engberg batting in the eight hole. Let's see what he'll do. He might square the bunt. Nope, he'll take a swing and foul it straight back. Four strike one as it ricocheted off the catcher, but he's fine. 0-1-1. Trey Rodriguez would be next. And as you heard us talk with Coach Archer in the pregame, Trey's a different kind of cat. Uh, They had him leading, uh, batting in the two-hole early. He got hurt. They moved him down to nine. He is not a normal nine hitter. As the next fastball, Engberg waves on and miss a little high. And it's 0-2. So Worley stands at first with one out here in the top of the second. Carney up 1-0 over Millard North in the A-1 district semifinal. The winner comes right back to play Millard West here later today. And the 0-2 pitch now to Engberg, and it's three pitches and three strikes. So two strikeouts here in the inning for Ricketts, and that'll bring up Trey Rodriguez. Worley not a stolen base threat down there at first, so that maybe gives Ricketts a little bit more ease at the plate as the defense will play Rodriguez straight up here. Shortstop Blakestead, third baseman Donahoe want to be on their toes. Rodriguez We'll take the first pitch and pop it down the right field line, and it's going to sail out of play. Foul brought to you by Home Real Estate. So Carney has put the bat on a lot of baseballs here. So did Miller North at the bottom of the first. A lot of foul balls here in the first inning and a half. 0-1 to Rodriguez. If he can keep the inning going, we'd go back to the top of the order. Lane Shires waits on deck. Ricketts 0-1 pitch outside. They'll snap throw it down to first, and Worley will dive in there in plenty of time. The ball bounced in the dirt, but Ben Weber was able to snag it easily there from his catcher, Zach Johnson. Johnson was a real pain in the side of Carney. He's their nine hitter, and the bottom of that Miller North lineup really hurt Carney in that first meeting. One ball, one strike. Rodriguez high, ball two. Two and one. So Ricketts, who has two strikeouts in this inning, would love to punch out the side, but he's fallen behind here two and one. Coach Brad Archer looks in. Not much to give for a signal when you have two outs on you. And Worley, again, not a stolen base threat. Off speed, sails outside, trying to hit the outside corner ball. Three, three and one. Two down here in the second, and Rodriguez now has to look for a good one as three straight balls from Ricketts. And Jack puts it in there, swung on and missed, strike two. Rodriguez took a shot, took a pretty good cut, couldn't catch up to it. So does that mean that you come back with that fastball because you think you can blow it by Rodriguez? Or do you throw an off speed because he's thinking fastball? Let's find out what happens here. Jack Ricketts, Worley will get the lead. They're not even holding him on, so he'll get a good jump. Let's see if Trey can put it in play. Off speed fouled away. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. So the two uh, balls that Rodriguez has put the bat on, he's been behind on both. So Worley will retreat back to first, but Ben Weber not holding him on. Got to make sure that he doesn't get tricked over there. 
Wardley gets a big lead. The 3-2 pitch again. Swung on, and that'll be hit into right center field. Back, back, plenty of room. Getting under it is going to be Mendez, and he is able to haul it in. So, Carney High, no runs on no hits. There was no errors. One man left on via the hit-by-pitch. We go to the bottom of the second in the A1 Baseball District semifinal. Carney won. Miller North nothing on ESPN Tri-Cities. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. With our producer engineer Chris Lang and I'm Doug Duda on KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We go to the bottom of the second, the five, six, and seven hitters now for Millard North. And the number five hitter is the center fielder Matt Getzman, then the designated hitter Tommy Rowland, and the first baseman Ben Weber. Mason Casper stands on the mound after giving up one hit in the bottom of the first inning. One nothing Carney and Casper. The first offering at the bottom of the second is a fastball. Check swing, but it's a strike anyway to Matt Getzman. Carney High getting their first two base runners aboard in this ball game. And Miller North left a man at third last inning. The 0-1 swung on and grounded to short. Stroh, bad hop, but it goes right into his glove. He throws to first. Okay. You know how many times you get a bad hop and it just goes into the outfield? Seth Stroh didn't exactly, I don't know if he didn't play it quite right, but he got a tricky hop. He had his glove right between his knees, and it went right in there. He had no idea, and it just went right into the pocket. He went, okay, and it ended up throwing out Getzman fairly easily. So the first man down, and Tommy Rowland will step in here. Big, tall, lanky left-hander. And Carney Hyde gives him a lot of room down that right field line. If he hits it over Worley's head, he's going to run a while. And Casper, first pitch, off speed, right down the middle, strike one. Ben Weber next. Mark Geiger, Zach Johnson would be later on this inning if the Mustangs can get something going. Again, the winner gets number one Millard West in the final after this game. Off speed, no. It's out and away. And it'll be ball one, one and one. West, a winner over Lincoln Northeast earlier today, nine to four. In a game they were up six nothing after three, four nothing after one. Here's one that's high and away. Casper, first one that he's really not been close, and it's ball two. Two balls, one strike to the designated hitter, Tommy Rowland. Ben Weber waits on deck here. One out, nobody on in the bottom of the second. Miller North down to Carney 1-0. Here's a fastball, just missed. Good pitch, ball three. Three and one, just out. Nice crowd on hand. Of course, Carney always follows well. A lot of nine-county cars headed east today. The 3-1 pitch is going to be nubbed towards short, and it'll be hauled in there by Seth Stroh. It was just one that was off the end of the bat, and a weak little blooper over to shortstop Seth Stroh, who's made the first two plays here in inning number two. Two up, two down. 
And Ben Weber will stand in. Weber has had an opportunity with a lot of guys on ahead of him to drive him in, but nobody on here. And Weber now will take the first offering and crush it towards left field. But Carney High will back up, back up, back up, and near the warning track, Sam Engberg has it. That's the deepest ball that's been hit in the first two innings, but no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. Three up, three down here in the bottom of the second for Millard North. And we go to the top of the third. It's Carney 1 and Millard North nothing. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. As we watched manager Brad Archer stride over to third base, the third base box, you got to wonder how many times has he done that in his career? How many miles is it just from the dugout to third base? But we go to the top of the third. Carney's up 1-0, and it'll be Lane Shires. He led off with a walk, and he's going to lead off here with a hit-by-pitch. Now, for the first time through, Jack Ricketts used a lot of fastballs to start the count. That one came in and just clipped him on the uh, calf, one of those that's not going to hurt at all. But, again, Shires is able to get on base. He walked to start the game, and here he gets hit by a pinch. So Foster, who has Carney High's only hit a sharp single into left field, will stand in there. Shires gets the lead. He is a threat, but Johnson's got a good arm, and that one's in the dirt. Johnson blocks it. He pops up quickly. And it's ball one. So, again, Zach Johnson, it's hard to get anything past him. He is a good, good catcher here for Miller North. They've got some good catchers up and down the lineup in the reserves as well. Shires gets the lead. The pitch by Ricketts. It's going to be a strike right at the top of the zone over the belt. One and one to Corbin Foster. Brayden Miller will be next. Mason Casper would follow the top of the order here in the third for Carney leading it. One to nothing. Ricketts takes a little longer look at first. 1-1 pitch now on the way, and it's going to be crushed into the same place. He hit the first one, left field. This is a little more in the gap. Shires turns the corner, and they'll throw behind him, and the second baseman slides in there. Mark Geiger to make sure it doesn't get away. Remember last time, Shires went to third, allowing Foster to get to second on the base hit. That was ripped even harder, so Corbin Foster has figured out Jack Ricketts. He is the only man with the hit. He is two for two. And just like in the first inning, the first two men are aboard here yeah, for Carney, and that'll bring Miller. up Braden Miller. Miller looked at the first two pitches and fell down 0-2 and chopped it back to Ricketts for an out in the first inning. He squares to bunt. He lets it go. It's high. Ball one. Miller North was a little late breaking from first and third there. They weren't necessarily playing in, so ball one. 
here from Ricketts. Now the infielders will play in a little bit. Can't do a lot over there at third if you're Donahoe. Miller's already squaring the pitch. He takes it away. It's low ball two. So now Ricketts can't get rattled by the situation. He worked himself about as well as he could out in the first inning. But now he's behind 2-0 here to Braden Miller. Two thoughts of thinking. You know he's got to throw a strike. It'd be an easy bunt or you just take it all the way. Miller squares. He punts down the third baseline, picked up by the pitcher, and back over to first and just hung on. Boy, that throw was up the line, and Miller ran into the glove there. It would not have been interference. A nice play by the second baseman, Mark Geiger, who was covering on the wheel because Weber had to charge in to cover the bunt. But Braden Miller lays down the sacrifice bunt. Number four, Mason Casper. And that'll bring up Mason Casper. So runners at second and third again with one out. Casper. Grounded out to second, but did drive in the run back in the first inning. Casper looking for a little bit more here. Top of the third, one nothing. Carney. Top of the order is so far so good. Casper from Ricketts. Curveball right down the middle, strike one. Sometimes Casper just crushes that pitch. He decided to take it that time. Corbin Rich is next. Casper trying to do what the cleanup hitter is in there to do. Take care of business. One nothing. Carney looking to add to it here in the top of the third. And the 1-1 pitch to Casper. Excuse me, the 0-1 pitch to Casper is low ball one. One and one. Mason Casper on the mound today for the Bearcats. A chance to really help himself out right here. Right field again, wide open for him. The 1-1 pitch chokes up on it. It's away. Ball two. Two and one to Casper. Early on, a key moment in this baseball game. A chance to open things up a little bit here for Carney. Can Ricketts work around it again? Carney needs to at least scratch one out, but they want a big inning. The two-one pitch. Fastball hit into right center field, and it is down. Base hit. That's going to score one, but they can't score two. Had to wait to see what was happening. An RBI single for Mason Casper as Shires will score, and Foster will head down to third. So Casper has both of the RBIs right now, and the Bearcats lead it by a score of two to nothing. High School Baseball on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Buffalo Roofing. Reliable roofing for Carney and the bike shed. Head to the shed, and there is going to be a meeting at the mound here as head coach of the Miller North Mustangs, Cork, Dave Cork, will come out there and uh, chat with his pitcher with runners at first and third. And now you have the courtesy runner. That is Will Richter. We talked about that in the pregame that most likely uh, Richter not getting the start in the outfield would be doing the courtesy running. So he's in there for Casper. So Richter at first, Foster at third. Shires has come across. It's 2-0 Carney with one out here in the top of the third. Three hits in the game so far for the Bearcats. Two of those from Foster and that one from Casper. One hit in the first two times up for the Mustangs. And now Corbin Rich stands in there. He grounded out to short. His first time up to end the first inning. And they pull him. They even pull him a little bit farther. The right fielder way over. Center field straight up. Left field straight up. They are not expecting anything towards the right side. The second baseman way towards the middle as well. So the first pitch to Rich low. And again, Johnson blocks it. So Zach has done an outstanding job. We told you about that earlier in the inning. He saves a run right there. If it gets through the five hole or the wickets, that's going to score somebody in the speedy fashion of Corbin Foster. Runners on the corner, Rich now, ahead in the count, 1-0. Out of the stretch is Jack Ricketts, and the pitch. Swung on and drilled to center field. Back, 
back. This one is deep. This one is off the wall. It scores one. It should score two. Brad Archer then decides, nope, I'm going to hold you up. As Rich gets the double, initially he was waving Richter. He saw a good throw out there from the right fielder, Ryan Mendez, and Corbin Rich with a stand-up double, and it's 3 to nothing, Carney. Great job by Corbin Rich to just catch up to one. You know the young man, and, and not to say too much, I know he's just a freshman, but they are so excited about his potential here. Pulled him up from the JVs midway through the season, and he could be the next big thing for Carney High. The infield now comes in. Foster scored all the way to third is the courtesy runner Richter, and Seth Stroh, who went down on strikes to start last inning, We'll take it inside, ball one. Stroh, the sixth man to come to the plate in the inning. He's got runners at second and third. Still only one out in the top of the third. High ball two. It's 2-0. and oh. So Ricketts, who had five extremely clean innings the first time these teams played, has run into trouble here in the third. Still working quickly out of the stretch. The 2-0 pitch to Stroh. Off speed. High ball three. 3-0 three to Stroh. 3 nothing. Carney with two runs across here again. They got the first two men on, and this time they both score. Stroh trying to make it a huge inning. The 3-0 pitch. Take it all the way. Low. Ball four. That might be it for Ricketts. He struggled. His confidence a little off right there. He threw four balls. A couple of them were close. A couple of them were not. And the bases are loaded here, and that's going to be it. Here he comes. The head coach making his second trip out to the mound this inning. Dave Cork. So Jackson Worley. Do up. You do have a chance to pinch hit here and, and uh, re-enter him, but I don't know if Coach Archer is going to do that. So this is going to be the end of the ball game for Jack Ricketts, one of his rougher outings of the year. And with no room to spare, one and done in the districts, we will have a pitching change. And coming in for Millard North will be a lefty. They will go with Simon Gradeville. He's the one that came in and closed it in Carney. We'll take a break during this pitching change. Carney up 3-0, one out in the top of the third. The base is loaded when we return. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Well, Simon Granville is going to come in now for Miller North, and he needs to get some magic for his ball club because Carney's got a chance now to really open things up here. It is the bottom of the order because the top of the order got the job done. This is just a clean switch. Nobody moving in and out defensively, but Gradeville now a left-hander. Jackson Worley was hit by a pitch in the second inning. For Jack Ricketts, two and a third innings, four hits. The run's still to be determined because all these guys are his responsibility. One walk, two strikeouts. He hit a man, and he had one wild pitch. So Jackson Worley, again, playing way off the right field line is Ryan Mendez. And the pitch from the lefty. He holds on the check swing. High ball one. 
And again, we have a three-man crew here, so you'll always be able, well, most of the time, to get an appeal on a check swing, even though they didn't. Gradville, down the middle, strike one. 1-1. One, one. Worley wanted to make sure that he took a strike before he got overly serious here. So you've got the courtesy runner, Richter, down at third after Casper had an RBI. The pitch. Ooh, a high strike. Worley didn't like it. And it's strike two. That kind of seemed to be an off speed that just didn't do much and stayed high. So it's one and two. Worley checks with Coach Brad Archer. One out, bases loaded. Gradiville needs a K. And that's going to be poked into center. It's a short, shallow one. Should be enough to score the run. Getzman gets it, fires it home. He's got a cannon, but it's just up the line a little bit. And a sacrifice fly here for Jackson Worley. He just did what he had to do with two strikes. Got the bat on the ball, got it to the outfield, and will pick up the RBI as Will Richter, the courtesy runner. That's why he's out there. He's got the speed. The other runners uh, go to third for Corbin Rich, but holding up was Seth Stroh. So Stroh at first, Rich at third, and Sam Engberg, who went down on strikes in the second inning, trying not to go down here. He went down on three swings on three pitches. Three runs across. It's 4 nothing. Carney, top of the third. Engberg swings and a miss, strike one. Trey Rodriguez would be next. Carney trying to bat around here in the third. Still ducks on the pond here. If Engberg can find a gap. And the 0-1. Strike two called this time. So they've thrown Sam a lot of strikes. This time he decides to look at a pitch at the knees on the outside. 0-2. Now can Sam put it in play just like Worley did? Gradville trying to put out the fire. The off-speed pitch just missed outside. And it's one ball, two strikes. Rodriguez waving the bat on deck. Hoping to get a chance to bat here in the bottom of the third or top of the third where Carney's already plated three. It's 4 nothing, Better than the first game against Mildred North already. And the 1-2. Inside, he had to get out of the way. 2-2. Two, two. two balls, two strikes. Gradiville comes in. Gives up a sacrifice fly. And now trying to get the third out of the inning. 2-2 two, two pitch. On the way, swung on and fouled straight back by Sam Engberg. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Teresa de Lafayette, Amy Johnson, among your agents to help you out in Kearney. Stroh gets the lead away from first, a short lead at third for Rich. He doesn't have anywhere to have to go anyway. And the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and poked over the second baseman's head. And a Texas Leaguer base hit. RBI single. The difference between that and Worley, Worley got a little bit more of a fastball to poke out there that was caught there. Engberg just stuck the bat out, and it barely made it to the outfield, but it's good enough for an RVI single in Carney now. Four in the inning, five of the ball game. It's 5 nothing as Stroh hustles into second base. And Trey Rodriguez now comes to the plate, batting around. He flew out to right field on a 3-2 pitch to end last inning. Runners at first and second the pitch. Fastball away. And high, ball one. Carney High had only one inning of offense against Millard North that they scored. They had two that they had chances was all out of the seven. They've already had two out of the first three here, and they've taken advantage in the third. The pitch to Rodriguez swung through it, strike one, one and one. Stroh at second, Engberg at first. Shires, Foster, Miller, Casper all Getting the job done at the top of the order. Miller, a good sack bunt to put guys in scoring position. The 1-1 pitch now to Rodriguez. On the way, off-speed fouled back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate, 1-2. and two. 
So Gradville now one pitch away from getting out of this inning. 5 nothing. Casper waiting to get back on the mound, but he'll take another hour if that's what it takes for Carney to keep batting around here. So the 1-2 pitch now with two outs to Trey Rodriguez. On the way, foul back into the mitt, strike three. So Carney sends them all to the plate here, and then they're able to pick up four runs in the top of the third inning. They're able to do that via four base hits. There were no errors for Millard North, and there were two men left on. We go to the bottom of the third in the A1 District semifinal here at Millard Millard West, and it is Carney 5 and Millard North nothing on ESPN Radio. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Going to the top of the sixth across town over at Creighton Prep. Grand Island leads Bellevue West 6-2. to two. Top of the sixth, the winner gets Creighton Prep. They beat Bellevue East 4-3. to three. Here it was number one Millard West, a 9-4 win over Lincoln Northeast. They will get the winner of our game, and Kearney now up 5-0. We go to the bottom of the third, and Mark Geiger, the number eight man, second baseman, will lead it off, and Casper fires it down the middle. He's got to have some more confidence now that he's got a big cushion. Zach Johnson would be next, and then back to the top of the order, Alec Blakestead. So uh, Geiger stands in there. And again, Johnson gave Carney trouble the first time. So you'd love to get Geiger out. And he's going to cue ball it for a foul ball. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. No balls, two strikes. Carney batting around at the top of the third. Again, later today, it's live coverage of the 145th running of the Kentucky Derby. And then NBA playoff action this weekend as well. Continuing here on ESPN Radio. The 0-2 pitch to Geiger from Casper is just out. Ball one. One ball, two strikes. Johnson waits on deck. Here in the A1 District semifinal in Omaha. And the pitch. Curve ball, and he waits on it and fouls it back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. So a good job there by Geiger. One ball. Still two strikes. Beautiful day here in Omaha. Maybe the best day for baseball all season long. And we will definitely take it. The next pitch is a little low. Ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Current temperature, 74 degrees. The wind's still out of the east-southeast at around 6 mile an hour. 2-2 as Geiger waits in there. After being down 0-2, Casper out and away. Ball three. Casper has yet to record a strikeout. Have three ground outs in the first, a ground out, and a couple of flyouts in the second. One of those staying in the infield. 3-2 pitch. Ground ball up the middle. And that's what happens when you fall down in that count. You're up 0-2. 
Geiger, the number eight man, able to battle back in a sharp single right up the middle to lead off the bottom of the third inning here. And now Zach Johnson steps in there. Coach Archer would have loved to at least gotten that first out. Don't let a potential of a big inning get going. Because if Johnson does reach, you're back to the top of the order, and Millard North would then be back in business. Even though Carney's up 5-0, you never know. Carney hasn't given up a ton of runs throughout the season, last Saturday being one of the differences. Casper going to throw to first with Geiger sliding in safely. Worley standing on the bag. Shading a little more towards right is Corbin Foster as we're in the bottom of the order here. Johnson had a nice double up in Kearney earlier this season. Throw back over to first, and that was way close, but he is back in there. Geiger, that was a good pickoff move by Casper. Again, Zach Johnson had a double and a triple. Throw back over to first that time. He stumbled, but there wasn't as much of a throw from Casper. He's in there safely. Johnson was two for three. Two for four, he reached on an air, flew out to center, had that double and triple and scored twice up in Kearney. Still waiting to see a pitch here from Casper. And the pitch. Swung on and missed on a fastball, strike one. 0-1-1 to Johnson. Geiger definitely has the attention of Kearney high pitcher Mason Casper. But even at this stage of the game, you're down 5-0. Usually you don't steal, but even if you do, it's not that big a deal. you got the five-run lead, and back over to first. Casper doesn't want to get too caught up in what's going on over there at first base, especially with the number nine guy up. There's a reason he's batting number nine, even though he had a couple of nice hits up in Carney, and he is a good nine-hole hitter. The 0-1 pitch, fastball, he went after it high, strike two, 0-2. So a little help there for Casper. Now's where you might be looking to send him if you are Coach Cork over here. 0-2. Casper really hasn't thrown a lot of 0-2 strikes. And the 0-2 pitch out of the stretch. Strides forward high. Ball one. Through a fastball again. One ball, two strikes to Zach Johnson. Alec Blakestead, who grounded out to second to start the ball game for the Mustangs, stands in there. Millard North. Number nine in Class A, despite the 12-11 and 11 record. Three of those losses to number one, Millard West. They beat Kearney earlier this year, 8-3. One on, nobody out. Bottom of the third, Kearney 5-0. Zach Johnson, the 1-2 pitch. Strike three called. And that's the first strike out of the ball game for Mason Casper. And that'll bring up the shortstop, Alec Blakestead. As we said, Blakestead, after working the count full, grounded out to second base. And you get to the meat of this order. Vermas singled in the first. Donahoe, Mendez, they have both had great seasons at the plate. One on, one out. And at the top of the order now, Blakestead stands in there for Millard North. Curve ball, strike one call. Casper's had good control throughout most of the ball game. Really only one pitch that has gotten away from him. It was high and tight. But uh, Miller was able to knock it down. Had one wild pitch, I guess we should say. And there's been one pass ball. Throw to first. That's in the dirt. Nice dig by Worley. Interesting to see what the Carney dugout over here is saying. Of course, with Coach Pocock calling the pitches and Coach Conant over there calling pitches. Excuse me. Coach Archer, how much do you want to throw to first? Fastball. Take it all the way. Strike. So it is 0-2 to Alec Blakestead. Just didn't look like he was ready to jump on that one, and it went right by. So he just held the ball, held the bat on his shoulder. So it's 0-2. 
as Casper stares in for the sign from Miller. Looks over to first, comes to the set stretch, and brings it home. It's outside. Ball one, one and two. So after the leadoff single by Geiger, off a 3-2 count, he was able to get Johnson looking. Now he's ahead of the count, 1-2 to Blakestead. Casper looks over again and comes set. The 1-2 pitch to the Mustang leadoff batter. Long look inside, and now the pitch. Swung on and grounded towards short. Stroh waits for the hop, drops the baseball, and everybody's safe. It was not going to be a double header, a double play because it wasn't hit hard enough, and as Stroh went to pick it out of his glove to throw it over to Grosskreitz, it just fell on the ground, and that's going to be the first error of the baseball game. And so down to second is Geiger. Blakestead's at first. Vermas, who had the first hit of the ball game, is the left-hander, stands in there. And now's where it gets interesting. Casper did what he needed to do, and the bugaboo of Carney throughout the season has been errors early on. They've been much better about that lately. And now Casper doesn't have to worry about anybody going away from first so he can concentrate on the batter. And the first pitch, right at the knees, what they call it a ball. Good pitch from Casper. Kind of a tight call there. It's 1-0. Drake Donahoe would be next. Carney playing straight up except for Stroh, holding the runner on at second. And he slides back over to short. Casper out of the stretch. And the pitch bounces in the dirt. Gets away from Miller, but nobody goes anywhere. I mean, Miller blocked it. It bounced back up about 15 feet in front of the plate. And now here's where Casper can't let things get away from him. Because then you're in the meat of the order. You're already at the number two hitter. Don't let the air bother you. And he's down 2-0 to Vermas. Two on, one out. We're in the bottom of the third. Carney with four in the top of the third. Leads at 5 nothing. Casper wants to shut the door. Don't let him get anything here. And the pitch. High ball three. 3-0. Three and oh, Nobody warming up. And there was no need for anybody to be warming up for Carney. In fact, as uh, Coach Archer said, if they have to bring somebody, they'd probably just go get Grosskreitz at second and bring him in. Miller North has already had to go to the bullpen. So 3-0, you expect Vermas to be taken all the way. Casper takes the breath, throws it down the middle, strike number one. It was at the knees. Vermas thought maybe he'd get down to first on a walk. Not the case. 3-1. Runners at first and second. Don't want to move everybody 90 feet without Vermas at least making him earn it. One out here. Casper looks in again. The lefty waves the bat. And the 3-1 pitch from Casper. Kicks and fires, and it's strike two. Three balls, two strikes. And Vermas wanted to offer. That was pretty much right there on a tee for him. So the count is full. Vermas has watched five pitches. Three and two. Casper would like to throw six and be 50-50. Three and three. Let's see if he can get a big out here with one out and two on. The full count. The runners don't go. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your home real estate agents like Lori Sierra and Susan Bisi. Home real estate uh, sponsor of Carney Baseball, just like many of our other friends like Insurance Connection, connecting your family with the coverage that's right. And Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero. Save lives. Get compensated. Again, the 3-2 pitch. One out, two on. Casper taken for strike three. Vermas thought it was away. He's not happy. He knows maybe it was a 50-50, and that's a tough one there. Big strikeout for Casper. 
So both of the outs here in the inning for Casper have been via the strikeout. Drake Donahoe crowded into a fielder's choice, got stranded at third to end the first inning. So now Casper a chance to wiggle his way out of this uh, inning. An error kind of kept it going. Anything now uh, after this will be unearned. And Casper would like to make sure it's just nothing to begin with. The number three hitter takes a curveball, called strike. Ooh, Miller North didn't like that one. That is one of those where Miller caught it uh, very low. One of those that might have just been at the knees when it crossed the plate, but uh, looked low after that. Let's let's just be honest. If that was a Carney batter, you'd be going, man, that looked low. So Carney might have got one there. But a good pitch by Casper. Strike one. No balls, one strike to Donahoe. And the pitch swung on and missed. Strike two. You've got Geiger at second, Blakestead at first. And Drake Donahoe, the number three batter, one of the top hitters on this Millard North squad in there, trying to get the Mustangs on the board in the bottom of the third. Carney up 5-0 in this A1 district semifinal. The winner gets number one Millard West still today. And the pitch to Donahoe way high. Miller goes up. Didn't have to jump or anything, but ball one, one and two. A waste pitch there. Casper just threw a high, hard one to see if he could get Donahoe to chase it. And he did not. And now, the one-two pitch. Curveball swung on and missed a beauty from Mason Casper. He ends up striking out the side, works around the error. There are no runs. There was one hit. There was one error, and there were two men left on base. We're through three in the A1 district semifinal, the first ever district game for Kearney High, and they lead Millard North 5 to nothing here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Kearney Baseball in this broadcast. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Along with our producer-engineer, Chris Langan, I'm Doug Duda, back with you here at Millard West. want to thank uh, all the folks here for their hospitality. So far, it's going well for Kearney. They lead it by a score of 5 to nothing. And Lane Shires now comes to the plate to get things going in the top of the fourth inning. Craddaville, who came in in relief with the bases loaded in one out last inning, throws it across for strike one. For Shires, he walked to start the first. He was hit by a pitch to start the third. And the 0-1 pitch is going to be taken for ball one. One and one. Corbin Foster would be next, then Braden Miller. Foster is two for two. And the pitch swung out and missed by Shires. And it's one and two. Again, 
Cradiville is a left-handed pitcher, so a different look here for Carney after they were able to knock Jack Ricketts out of the game through two and a third innings. And the pitch is chopped foul, brought to you by Home Real Estate. One ball, two strikes to the third baseman today, Lane Shires. Grosskreitz playing at second. Almost every game this year, Shires have been over there, but today with Casper pitching, he'll be at third. And the ball bounces into the dirt here on the one-two pitch from Gratteville, and it's 2-2. So Shires trying to reach base for the third consecutive time. And the 2-2 pitch, swung on and grounded up the middle. Second baseman knocks it down, picks it up, throws over, and Mark Geiger makes a nice backhand play to retire Lane Shires for the first time here this afternoon. That'll bring up Corbin Foster, singled in the first, singled and scored in the third. So he's two for two. And the left-hander stands in there again, and both of them were almost to the identical spot. The uh, base hit last time up was hit just a little bit harder into left center field. Here he's going to take the first pitch a little off speed. I mean, it was uh, not a true curveball or a changeup, but it's in there for a strike. It definitely was not the hardest that Gratteville could throw. The 0-1 pitch popped up. That's going to be into short left field. The shortstop, Blakestead, backing up, backing up, gives way center fielder at the last minute. Matt Getzman has to go to his knees and pick it up. The sun's shining so brightly. And then finally Getzman got in there to haul it in. So... Two up, two down now for Carney. Miller chopped to the pitcher and sacrificed bunt. So he's 0 for 1. Carney has not went three up, three down yet. Miller trying to make sure it doesn't happen here. Gradeville chopped towards third. It's going to be a fair ball. Grabbed by Donahoe. Throws across the diamond in the dirt. And he is safe. Let's see what they rule that. As I looked up there, they are going to make it an error. By the way, he bounced it in there, but when I looked up, Miller was really there already. I mean, he really got down the line, but it's going to be a throwing error on the third baseman, Donahoe. And so Miller reaches safely, and here comes the designated runner. It will not be Richter. This will actually be Gabe Hines. I think Richter is warming up down in the bullpen. There's some action down there, or at least helping to warm up. And so Mason Casper stands in, grounded out to second, singled in a run, and scored last inning. Two out, Miller getting on, and Casper pulls one down the left field line, backing up, backing up, and making the catch is going to be Nate Vermoss. So he hit it on the nose, but right down to the left fielder, Vermoss, no runs, there were no hits, there were one error, and there was one man left on. Here in the A1 District Baseball semifinal, Carney 5. Millard North nothing on ESPN Tri-Cities. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. 
At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball high school baseball on central nebraska's espn radio superstation brought to you by lanny carlson motors going the extra mile for you and c-tech flooring your restoration experts doug duda our producer engineer chris langan glad to have you along with us for high school baseball the district's going on today. Leading off the bottom of the fourth for the Mustangs will be the right fielder, number five, Ryan Mendez. And as you can hear, Ryan Mendez coming up here for Miller North, four, five, and six. Mendez, Matt Ketzman, the designated hitter, Tommy Rowland. Mendez grounded out to short to end the first inning. Two hits so far in the game for North. Casper wheels, and that one is hit on the screws in the left center field, and that's in the gap, and that's going to be extra bases here for the cleanup hitter, Mendez. He rounded first, and he slipped. So he's only going to be able to get into second base. I think he had three on his mind. And he is going to get the first extra base hit of the ball game here for Miller North. So Mendez doubles, and that'll bring up Getzman. He also grounded out to short, but to start the second inning of play. I want to remind you that we have Husker Baseball currently airing on 1230 AM KHAS, former Carney Bearcat Ty Roseberry starting as the designated hitter today. They're in the bottom of the third and scoreless right now at Northwestern on 1230 AM KHAS. So Getzman stands in there. Casper looking inside. He's had to work around a couple of base runners in the first and third. And the pitch right in there for strike one to the center fielder Getzman. Carney up 5-0, scoring four in the top of the third. A lot of noise in the first and third for Carney, not so much in the second and fourth. Doug Duda with you here on KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. On a beautiful Saturday at Millard West High School, where they're continuing to do some renovations around here. Faking the pickoff, move to second is Casper. There wasn't anybody covering anyway. Stroh was well off the bag. Grosskreitz playing straight up. So 0-1 and standing back in there is Matt Getzman. Runner at second, nobody out. Bottom of the fourth, 5-0 Carney. Casper's pitch. High, ball one. One ball, one strike. Casper getting the start here. They want him to go deep. They want to have a lead. If they do have to go get him, that would mean Grosskreitz could uh, get the start in the next game against Millard West. West a 9-4 winner today over Lincoln Northeast in the first semifinal in the 1-4 matchup. Northeast had beaten Omaha North last night 2-0. Casper off speed, bounced. Great job there by Getzman. Getzman had started, and his knees just buckled, and he saw what was happening, and Miller able to block it in the dirt. 2-1. Tommy Rowland, the designated hitter, waits on deck. Casper trying to work around a leadoff double here by Mendez. And again, the key here, don't worry too much about Mendez. You're halfway through the game, basically with a 5-0 lead. Don't let him have a big inning. And the 2-1 pitch, waiting, waiting. Getzman pops it back out of play. Strike two, foul ball brought to you by our friends. At Home Real Estate, there's no place like home. See Steve Corum or Rhonda Johnson today to help you with all your real estate needs. 
Two balls, two strikes to number two. The second batter of the inning, Matt Getzman. Casper looks in and now comes set. Getting his lead away from second is Mendez. Casper checks him again and brings it home, and he gets him to swing at a high strike for strike three, and that's strikeout number three in the ball game for Casper. He struck out the side, even though a couple of guys got on in the third, so he now has four strikeouts. And Tommy Rowland, who popped weakly to short, kind of a cue shot off the end of the bat, will stand in there. Mendez still at second second base after the leadoff double into the left center field gap. Center fielder Trey Rodriguez shading towards right field now for the left-handed hitter. Roland, big lead at second, and it's fouled off the catcher. And uh, Braden Miller's okay. That's one of those where the umpire, not sure what happened uh, as far as an injury. going to walk out, throw the baseball. Miller's tough. Barely even grazed off of him. He just pulled the helmet up, kept it on his head. And Roland now down 0-1 off the foul ball. So... Carney trying to close that right center gap from Roland here. And Casper again checks the runner. Up 5-0, the 0-1 pitch. Off speed. Miller holds it. Can't get the call this time. 1-1. One one. Ben Weber would be next. As Carney scored four in the third to take a 5-0 lead. 15-8, Miller North, even though they are the rated team, 12-11. And, and again, Casper brings it in, tries to throw it over the top. Curveball that does not. And it is ball number two. Two balls, one strike to Roland. Things have slowed down a little bit here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Again, Millard North beat Carney a couple of weeks ago at Memorial Field, 8-3. They were up 6-0 before Carney finally got three in the bottom of that sixth. Casper, Stroh back there. He does not turn and throw, and a fastball swung on and missed. A big cut from Roland, couldn't catch up. Two balls, two strikes. He was expecting something he could hit. It was a little up in the strike zone. It was a strike, but Casper threw it by him. Two balls, two strikes. Runner at second. One out here in the bottom of the fourth. Carney, Casper still throwing the shutout, trying to keep it up. And the 2-2 offering, foul ball. Took a little something off of it, put it over the outer edge. And a nice job there by Roland to put his bat on it. Again in that third inning for Carney, you got a couple of nice at-bats from Jackson Worley and Sam Engberg. They had two strikes on them. They really just got their bat on a ball. One was a sack fly. One was a little Texas leaguer into center and drove in two runs. 2-2 again. Tommy Rowland. The pitch. Curveball fouled back out over our heads over the Miller North dugout. Again, our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. Thanks for making ESPN Tri-Cities your home for Carney baseball. Hastings and uh, Omaha Gross getting underway here in just a little bit in the B semifinals over at Scott Grand Island at last check leading Bellevue West. We'll have an update for you here in just a moment. Again, the 2-2 pitch on the way. And a swing on and miss. Strike three. Put that one over the outside. Kind of tailed away from the left-hander in Roland. And the last five outs for Carney have been via strikeouts from Mason Casper. And that'll bring up the first baseman, Ben Weber. Weber flew out to the left fielder, Sam Engberg, to end the second second inning. So Mendez led off the inning with a double. Casper has come back with back-to-back strikeouts. And if they can mow Weber down here as the first pitch is a fastball up, ball one. 
There was a little uh, excitement in the dugout after Mendez was able to get the leadoff double. They had just retired Carney without giving up a run in the fourth. There was a lot of chatter, and now things have really quieted down. The Mustangs need something good here from Weber. Or we go to the fifth for a five-run lead for Carney. The pitch, strike one. Anthony's one and one. Now at the bottom of the order here. And again, if Casper can get Weber, then you have eight and nine to lead off the fifth. One ball, one strike. Two outs, and Mendez standing at second. Five-nothing Carney here in the bottom of the fourth inning of the A1 District semifinal. Casper long look now brings it home, and it stays high. Ball two, two and one. The first baseman, Ben Weber, Mark Geiger would be next. He does have one of the three hits here. So Miller North had a leadoff single in the third and a leadoff double in the fourth. Casper trying to work around both of them. The pitch, high that time on a fastball. And it's way high, ball three, three and one. Five runs, six hits for Carney. No runs, three hits for Miller North. Earlier today, Prep beat Bellevue East 4-3. Looks like they're going to get Grand Island. And the pitch, swung on and fouled back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your agent like Alex Beckman or Robert Kiat to help you out. Kearney boys soccer team headed to state. Some of the sub-state being played today. State bracket should be out later this afternoon. 8-3-2 count now. Curveball popped up sky to the air. Miller comes our way. Looking, looking, but it is going to fly out of play, and it will remain three balls and two strikes. Geiger still waiting on deck. Casper continues to work. Three balls and two strikes. Still down there at second is Ryan Mendez after singling on or doubling on the first pitch he saw here in the bottom of the fourth. Carney remains a 5-0 lead. The number seven man, Ben Weber, 3-2. Casper out of the stretch. He'll try it again. Fastball right back and out of play for another foul ball. We look ahead towards the top of the fifth. Carney will have five, six, and seven. Rich Stroh and Worley coming up. And now Casper gets a new baseball, takes the glove off, rubs it down a little bit, and is ready to do this 3-2 again. I think he has to feel that he's going to be throwing fastballs and eventually get one by Weber. The 3-2. He took off, and he gets him to swing and miss. Nice off speed. The last six outs for Carney have been via the strikeout. So no runs on one hit, leading the, leaving the leadoff double on base. There were no errors, one man on base. And we go to the top of the fifth of the A1 District Semifinal here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Carney 5 and Millard North nothing. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. 
Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Welcome back to High School Baseball on KXPN Kearney and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. We do have a final from across town. Grand Island has beaten Bellevue West 6-2. to So Grand Island will play Creighton Prep coming up here in about 40 minutes for the A5 District Championship. Hastings and Omaha Gross going to get underway here in a few minutes in the Class B semifinals. Corbin Rich now stands in here to start the top of the fifth for Carney High. Leading it 5 to nothing. then it will be Seth Stroh and Jackson Worley. And Rich will foul the first pitch away. Strike one. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. See Mark Shipperwright or Wendy Vosser. There's no place like home. Gradville offers. Change up strike two. Carney been jumping on a lot of those fastballs that Ricketts was throwing early. Gradville starting to take something off of it. Here he's outside ball one. So Simon, who came in to close the deal after Ricketts got the win, and Carney has to come in a little earlier today. The lefties won two pitch, swung on and skied into the infield, waiting for it to come down as the shortstop Blake's dead, and he beats the sun and hauls that in. So Rich now, who had an RBI double and scored in the third, is one for three as he flies out to the shortstop. And Seth Stroh will come in. He struck out in the second and then walked in the third. So Carney High trying to find some insurance. Get the middle of the order going here. Stroh takes it high, ball one. Right now, Carney would just like to get back out there with Casper and have him keep mowing him down. Millard North been held to three hits. Stroh golfs that one back out over the press box here. Again, we are outside from our vantage point, right up against the fence down the third baseline between the dugout and home plate. We're only about 30 feet from home plate. 1-1 pitch to Seth Stroh from Gratteville. Going to bounce behind him. <laughs> Seth wasn't quite sure how to get that lead foot back there and have it hit him. But it bounces to the fence. Two balls, one strike. When you play Millard West about 45 minutes after we're done. If it's Carney, it's here on ESPN. Lose, your season is over, and you get ready for summer ball. And Stroh fouls one down the left field line. Giving chase is going to be Nate Vermoss, and he can't get to it. So it's two balls and two strikes to the Kearney shortstop, Seth Stroh. He's made some nice plays so far in this game. Jackson Worley would be next. Worley is one of those that's 0 for 0. He got hit by a pitch, and he had a sacrifice fly with an RBI. Count now two balls, two strikes to Stroh, and he goes after another high pitch and strikes out. That's the same type of pitch he went after with two strikes. To go down back in the second inning. So the first strikeout here for Gratteville. Excuse me, the second strikeout for Gratteville. He got one down the third inning. 
And now Jackson Worley. Again, Carney hasn't went three up, three down yet. Worley, after the sack fly, stands in and grounds it back up the middle. But the shortstop, Blake's dead. Oh, it goes right through the wickets. And Worley is going to be safe on the air. Blakestead was ready to throw it before he picked it up out of his glove. And Carney High will once again get on base with a two-out error. That happened last inning. Braddaville got the first two men out. Then they had a throwing error. Here they have a fielding error. Those are the only two errors of the ball game for Millard North. And Sam Engberg will check in there. Struck out on three pitches that he swung at in the second and then was able to bloop a 3-2 pitch into center for an RBI single last inning. He squares to bunt with two outs. Catcher Johnson out from behind the plate, but they're going to say no. A foul ball. The first base umpire was on it immediately, saying that it bounced off of him coming out of the batter's box. If you're in the batter's box, that's fine. So Engberg trying to drop a bunt here with two outs. You definitely expect to see that with less than two outs. And now... Coach Brad Archer wants to know what the call was. And Archer now is actually, he came to home plate. The home plate umpire didn't make the call. And now Archer yells at first. He just wanted to get an answer. Didn't like what he heard. And he's going to walk down. He wants an explanation from the first base umpire on what exactly he saw in there. (laughs) Uh, This must be one that Brad's not agreeing with. There's a little finger pointing towards the ground and, Brad knows it's one he's not going to win, so Coach Archer will walk back over and get to the third base batter's box, but he thought Engberg had laid down a pretty good one. And instead of a infield single, and it would have been bang, bang down there. Johnson got out from behind the plate, but uh, they had called the ball dead. So now everybody back into their positions. Worley standing at first with two outs at the top of the fifth. Carney at 5 nothing, And Engberg the 0-1 pitch. Strike two called right across the letters. 0-2. Trey Rodriguez would be next. Engberg was able to work out a two-strike hit last time. Northwestern in the bottom of the fourth, leading Nebraska 1-0. And the pitch. Golfed towards short. And this is going to find themselves for an infield single. It stayed inside the grass as the third baseman Donahoe Dofort couldn't get to it. Blakestead got over there. But by the time he got to it at deep short, there was absolutely no play. And so Engberg does it again with two strikes, just gets the bat out there and has an infield single, which will move Worley down to second and bring up Trey Rodriguez. He flew out to right on a 3-2 pitch in the second and went down on strikes in the third. And here he's going to hit it into the air to center field, and this will be an easy play for Matt Getzman. So Carney had two base runners with two outs but cannot add there after the air by the shortstop, and so flying out to center field, we have Carney with no runs on one hit. There was one error. There were two men left on. We go to the bottom of the fifth in the A1 district semifinal. Carney five and Millard North, nothing. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. 
At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Back with you here on ESPN Radio, Central Nebraska's home for sports, KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our high school baseball in this district tournament brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great. Duncan Tice Construction, building with confidence and Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everybody wins. Doug Duda with you. Glad to have you here on this Beautiful Saturday. Millard West is the number one team, and they are hosting. Carney up 5-0. And to lead it off here is Mark Geiger. He singled to lead off the third for Millard North. He's the second baseman, and he'll take it low. Ball one. Mason Casper has went the distance. He has allowed a couple of hits. And here he's going to see one golfed into left center field. Coming over the left fielder, Engberg. And he is going to take it in front of Trey Rodriguez. And so Geiger records the out. That's the first time in three innings now that there hasn't been a strikeout because the last six outs have been strikeouts from Casper. And as I re-look at things here, the board in our book differ on a couple of things. But three hits so far in the game for Millard North. They had the leadoff man aboard the last two innings. Carney gets him here, and the catcher, Zach Johnson, will look at the first pitch bounce in front of home plate. Ball one. Alex Blakestead would be up next. And then if they can get anybody on, Nate Vermoss. Casper's six strikeouts so far in the ball game. He has not walked a batter. Good control today from Mason. And here's one swung on and missed. Strike number one, one and one to Johnson. Again, we talked about when he was up earlier the damage that he had done up in Kearney against the Bearcats in the 8-3 victory, a double and a triple. Here he fouls it off Braden Miller, and that got him. Braden now will do a little walk around. He's had about three of them ricochet off of him, and that time it caught him pretty good. And he's going to walk around and... uh, Catch a little air here. One ball, two strikes to Zach Johnson. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Wendy Vosser or Mark Shipperwright, two of your local agents. Again, in a little Carney alumni news, Ty Roseberry getting the start for the Huskers today, a designated hitter. That came on 1230 AM KHAS. The 1-2 pitch to Johnson bounces in the dirt again. Two balls, two strikes. Bottom of the fifth, Carney up 5-0. Millard West won 9-4. They play the winner of this game. Grand Island beat Bellevue West 6-2. They play Omaha Creighton Prep coming up here in about 40 minutes in the A-5 final. And Hastings and Gross about to get underway. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and poked towards right center field. Right fielder, Corbin Foster on the way. Not able to get there, and that's going to drop in front of him. So the number nine hitter, Zach Johnson, Able to single in his second plate appearance here this afternoon. Back to the top of the order in the shortstop, Alec Blakestead. Blakestead crowded out to second in the first. And then in the third, it should have been 
and out. But Strode grabbed it, and then as he went to throw to second with a man for the force, he just dropped it. But uh, Casper was able to work around it. And we are going to have Blakestead stand in there. We're going to have a courtesy runner for Johnson, and that will be Jackson Slaughter. You can have that courtesy runner, of course, for pitchers and catchers, and Johnson is the catcher. So Casper now to the stretch, one on, one out, bottom of the fifth. Blakestead stands in, and he'll be out ahead of that one, swinging a miss, strike one. If Carney is able to uh, keep this pace, win the ball game, we would have their district final up against Millard West. On the schedule, 4 o'clock, there's no way that would happen because we are only in the bottom of the fifth right now, and you have to expect about 45 minutes between games. Here's one that's fouled away. Behind that fastball is Blakestead, so it's 0-2. Carney High, so far very solid. Millard North, a couple of times in the third and fourth, had a little something started with their leadoff man, but just left the... In the first inning, had a man get to third with two outs and left him there. They just haven't been able to do a whole lot. Four hits. And the pitch. Casper way high. Miller will grab it. One ball, two strikes. And again, as we've said, Casper has no problem wasting 0-2 pitches. He's been ahead in the count quite a few times, 0-2 or even 1-2. And even though he's got those six strikeouts, they haven't been on three pitches to anybody. Now the 1-2 pitch. Swung on and chopped into the hole. Third baseman, Grosskreitz, or excuse me, Shires, had nowhere to go. Shires looked at second and knew he couldn't get him, so he throws to first and couldn't get him. And they're going to mark that as an error. One of those where he just didn't pull the trigger, had uh, the third baseman that time Lane Shires is thrown to first. I guess he would have uh, probably got him out there, assuming. So, Tarney with their second error, and that'll bring up Nate Vermoss. Singled in the first, struck out in the third. And the pitch from Casper bounces off the plate. Miller keeps it in front of him, ball one. And again, a couple of times, Casper, when the North has put runners on base, has fallen behind in the count. And he does here again to Vermoss. Still a lot of baseball to play. Bottom of the fifth of a seven-inning game and only one out here for Millard North. Runners at first and second. Big lead away from first for Blakestead. And the pitch to Vermas. Strike one called. Fastball right at the knees. Kentucky Derby coverage will begin at 4 o'clock on ESPN 1550, so be listening for that. The race just before 6. Wide open in the 145th running. 1-1 1-1 pitch down to Vermas. Swung on and drilled to right field. Back, 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 gone. And just like that, Millard North is back in the ballgame. Nate Vermas jumped on the fastball from Mason Casper and sent it into the trees in right field. And it's 5-3. And he knew it. Vermas hasn't knocked the ball deep a whole lot this year, but he does there, and with one swing of a bat, we got ourselves a ball game. And now the heart of the lineup coming up for Millard North. Three, four, and five, Drake Donahoe and Ryan Mendez. And let's see if Casper can bear down and get it out here. 
Curveball taken. Check swing, ball one. Cast for the kind of kid that doesn't let a lot shake him. He seems to be ready to go out there, and then he comes back with a curveball, which was a beauty. Just uh, didn't get him to offer at it. 5-3 now, Carney. The fastball has popped into right field. Back, and with plenty of room, is going to be the right fielder, Corbin Foster, and he'll make the catch. Last time Foster saw it sail over his head and out of play for the home run. Two pitches later, he's able to get under it and haul it in for out number two. So nobody on, two outs. Ryan Mendez grounded to short. Doubled the lead off the fourth, but got stranded right there as Casper struck out the next three. So the sixth man to come to the plate here. The best inning, obviously, so far for Millard North. Mendez tries to keep it going. Casper, fastball low. Ball one. If Casper gets through this, then what's the thinking by Coach Connett, Coach Archer over there about how far they want to go with him? I mean, it's only been one pseudo mistake. It was just a good hit. Here's one chopped at the plate foul, and it's one and one. I think you stay with Casper. He has done a great job here so far this afternoon. And you'd only have to worry about pitch count. With all the strikeouts, you're going to throw a few more pitches. One ball, one strike. And the pitch. Off speed, no. It's going to say it dipped a little low and a big sigh of relief there from Mendez. He knew that was a good pitch. And he gets right back in there. The lefty ready to roll. Doubled the right center last time up. Down on the count. 2-1 is Casper, but now he evens it 2-2. Fastball over the inner half. A three-run home run by Nate Vermoss. Has put new life into Millard North here in the bottom of the fifth. Carney scored four there, five in the third. Scored one in the first. Casper's 2-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled behind that one. Hit the heck out of a toe. Did the cleanup hitter, Mendez. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. See your home real estate agents like Ryan Bruno or Robert Fitzgerald. Casper out of the full windup again. The 2-2 pitch. Off-speed got him to chase. Strike number three, or did they say he ticked it? They're going to say he ticked it. Foul ball. Mendez just got a little bit of the bat on it. So it's two balls, two strikes. I get a little different. If you're playing summer ball, it's all double elimination in the area and the state. Here in the high school, it's single elimination in the area, double at state. And the 2-2 pitch Low and inside, well out of the zone, and it's full count again. So 3-2, Ryan Mendez, the right fielder, but he's the cleanup hitter. And Casper ready to deal. The payoff pitch, it's low, ball four. And Mendez will trot down there. That's the first walk of the ball game issued by Mason Casper. So a three-run home run. They get Donahoe to fly out, two outs, after Geiger flew out to left to start the half inning. And here comes Matt Getzman. He struck out to start the fourth. He grounded out to short in the second. He's 0 for 2. He is the tying run at the plate here in the bottom of the fifth. 5-3 Carney. Casper trying to get his team in the dugout here. After striking out six batters the last two innings. Here he bounces it in the dirt. Wild pitch. And Mendez gets down to second. Mendez is the kind of kid that could have stolen the base anyway. And it's a little warm out there. Not terrible, but Carney don't want to be out there much longer. Start to wear on you, especially if they win and come back play that second game. West is resting right now. But you got to get through this one. 
And the pitch to Getzman. 1-0. On the way. Fouled out. One ball, one strike. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Again, a big thank you to listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. In this inaugural season, bringing you a ton of games, home and away, and now here in the district tournament. Thanks for making us your home for Kearney Sports. Kearney and Kearney Catholic together for this baseball team. Casper goes to Kearney Catholic, and this one gets through the wickets of Miller. And he looks at his finger like it might have clipped him a little bit. And so that'll be the second pass ball. And this is a reminder of what we saw in the first. Donahoe reached with two outs and then a wild pitch and a pass ball. Got him all the way to third and they stranded him there. Now Mendez reaches with two outs and a wild pitch and a pass ball. Gets him to third. And the count is 2-1 and one to Matt Getzman with Tommy Rowland on deck. Big inning for North. Fastball strike. Kept it in the upper third of the zone. Two balls, two strikes. Casper needs it out. If it's his seventh strikeout, that would be just fine. 5-3, Carney. Bottom of the fifth, two outs. Casper comes set. And the 2-2 pitch. Low ball three. And now Casper just can't help himself without working the count full. Three balls, three balls, three balls. Last time he did that to Mendez, he gave up his first walk. Now do you just lay it in there to the number five batter? Shakes his head. Casper says, here we go. The full count pitch to Getzman. On the way. Swung on and popped up. Will that stay in play? Casper giving chase, giving chase, giving chase. And it's just over the dugout. It didn't hit more than five feet. Foul. Miller chased it over there. Worley chased it over there. But it's out of play. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. The home plate umpire is out of baseballs. And they got to go find a couple here. Again, with the way this spring has been, there hasn't been a whole lot of sweating watching high school baseball this year. But... It is happening here. One thing about our three-man crew, everybody will get the plate once today. Not be taxed to do it twice. Three balls, two strikes. Battling up there is Matt Getzman. A three-run home run by Nate Vermas here in the inning has made it 5-3. Carney, the lead down to two. Casper one more time. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on and grounded towards short. Stroh's got it. He's running towards first, fires to Worley, and he gets him by a half a step. So Getzman put it in play, but Stroh makes another nice play over at short. Three runs in the inning for Millard North. They were able to pick up two hits. For Carney High, there were no errors. Or excuse me, there was one error. That's how Blakestead got aboard, and there was one man left on. Through five in the A1 District semifinal, Carney five, Millard North three. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities. It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at MWElite Contracting. 
Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home, and I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. For just a moment, the sun sneaks behind a cloud here at beautiful Millard West College Baseball, Nebraska, trailing at Northwestern, one nothing. a huge series for the Huskers. That is currently on 1230 AM KHAS. Right now, we come back to action here where we're at the top of the order. Lane Shires will lead it off. And he will take a swing at the first pitch, pop it behind third base, shortstop back, left fielder in, left fielder comes in and makes the catch. Nate Vermoss, Blakestead peeled out of there at the last moment. So Shires, who walked in the first, hit by a pitch in the third, scored both times, is now grounded to second and flown out to short. And Corbin Foster steps in. He's two for two with an RBI and a run scored. Two for three, excuse me, he flew out to center in the fourth. Carney now... Gradaville has really shut them down the last three innings. Fastball strike one. Braden Miller would be next. Carney would like to at least give Casper a couple of seconds to breathe. Of course, he's due up fourth in this inning. Foul ball out of play, and it's 0-2. So Gradaville just enough off on his fastball here that Carney High hasn't been able to square him up much. And it's 0-2 to Corbin Foster. And he'll take it low and away, ball one, one and two. Carney with one in the first, they're beginning the third, where they scored four times. In both the first and third, the two leadoff men, first and second in the order, Shires and Foster reach base. Out ahead of this one, strike three, Foster. And he is down on strikes. The third strikeout here for Simon Gradaville. And Carney High has managed only just one hit in the last two and two-thirds innings. And that was an Engberg just kind of sticking his bat out in an infield Brayden single. Catcher, so Braden Miller now stands in. He is 0 for 2, a sacrifice blunt, reached on an error with two outs in the fourth. He'll take one inside, ball one. Mason Casper next. Miller, need to get him aboard. He's got a little speed, might be able to create something against the lefty Gradaville. Swings and fouls it off the catcher's match. Strike one. Our foul balls brought to you by... Home Real Estate, see your local home real estate agents like Amy Johnson and uh, Teresa DeLafayette. Don't forget, PlatteRiverPreps.com Athlete of the Month will tell you who those are here in the new month as Miller swings and takes one to deep left field. Back, back, Vermont looks up, see ya. Braden Miller pumps a little offense and a little life back into the Carney High crowd. As he takes that 1-1 pitch over the left field fence, 6-3. When he first hit it without any wind, it was hard to see if it was going to make it. Vermas looked like he had a beat on it. And once he got about five feet away from the, from the awarding track, he just said, I'm not going to get there. And a solo home run with two outs here off Granville. And it is 6-3 now in favor of Carney, a much-needed insurance run here when it didn't look like Carney was going to get anything done with nobody on and two outs. And now Mason Casper stands in. He is one for three. He singled in a run and scored in that four-run third. So Casper stands in there. 
And he'll take a look at one outside for ball one. Braden Miller. You knew he was ready to take a good cut at one, and he got a hold of that one. Casper fouls it back and out of play. Four strike number one. One ball, one strike. High school baseball here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Brought to you by Buffalo Roofing. Reliable roofing for Carney. And the bike shed. Head to the shed. Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. The 1-1 pitch to Casper. Check swing low. Ball two. Two and one. Corbin Rich would be next. Carney with one run here on the home run. Trying to keep it going with this two-out rally. 2-1 pitch to Casper. Swung on and drilled to left field. But it is going to be caught by Vermas. Didn't quite get it elevated enough there. And Casper... Will fly out, but one run on one hit. No errors. Nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the sixth in the A1 District Semifinal. High School Baseball, Carney High 6, and Millard North 3 here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Well, we do have a pitching change here for Kearney as Mason Casper maybe labored just a touch there in the fifth inning, gave up that three-run home run, but you got Brant Grosskreitz, and so he is going to come in. He moves from second to pitch. Casper moves from pitch to third, and Shires moves from third to his normal position at second base. The six, seven, and eight hitters are due up here for Millard North. Tommy Rowland is the designated hitter. He flared one out to the shortstop, a pop out to Stroh, and then he struck out in the fourth. Ben Weber will be next, and Max Geiger will follow that. Those three batters are combined one for six so far in the baseball game. You're listening to KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brant Grosskreitz here. His first pitch in the districts is going to be low, ball one. You have to figure if Carney can hang on, then Casper will be catching. I doubt you would put Miller back there twice, so he stays at third. Pitch is swung on and drilled to center field, but the center fielder, Rodriguez, is right there, takes about five steps back and makes the catch. Boy, Roland tagged it, but it was right at Rodriguez. One up, one down here in the bottom of the sixth, and the first baseman, Ben Weber, is up. 
He's flown out to left, and then he went down on strikes to end the fourth inning. Then that fourth, Mendez doubled to start the inning, and then Getzman, Roland, and Weber all went down on strikeouts by Casper on either 3-2 or 2-2 counts. Here's one down the heart, taken for a strike by Weber, 0-1. So Grosskreitz, with nobody on, wants to bring it and make them put it in play. The pitch swung on and drilled into left field. That's right over the shortstop throw. And a base hit. Solid base hit by Ben Weber. His first hit here of the afternoon. So a one-out single will bring up Mark Geiger. Geiger singled in the third and flew out to left to lead off the fifth inning. But after he flew out last inning, Johnson singled. Blakestead reached on an air, and Vermas tatered one over the right field wall. So he had a three-run shot, and then Miller in the top half of this inning, a solo shot. Mark Geiger stands in the lead away from first for Weber. Don't expect him to go anywhere. It's not a very big league, and you're down by three. The pitch by Grosskreitz is an off-speed pitch that's hit into center field, and there's Rodriguez again. So Grosskreitz is throwing strikes. North's putting the bat on the ball, but two of the three are flyouts to Rodriguez. And Carney one out away from getting to the seventh inning. The winner will take on number one, Millard West. 40 minutes after this one concludes. Again, Grand Island playing Omaha Creighton Prep here in a little bit. Grand Island a 6-2 winner over Bellevue West. Prep beat Bellevue East 4-3. And Hastings is playing Omaha Gross in their semifinals. So standing in is going to be the catcher, Zach Johnson. He waves at an off-speed pitch that bounces at the plate. Strike one. Johnson singled on a 3-2 pitch last time. Battled, 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 and was able to Knock it back up the middle. And that got the fifth inning going for Millard North. Grosskreitz comes set. Weber away from first. Fastball high. Ball one. So Millard North hoping to get the top of the order up here. Carney High wants to take a three-run lead into the seventh. Don't forget when we're done, all the final stats, a short break. And if Carney holds on, game two. Here's one that bounces way in front of the plate. They get away from first, but bounces so far up there that Miller just grabs it, says, I ain't going anywhere, as Weber gets back into first base. And so it is two balls and one strike. And now set on the mound is Grosskreitz. 6-3, Carney here in the bottom of the sixth of this seven-inning game. First district game ever for Carney in their first year of high school baseball. Looking for win number 16, the pitch to Johnson inside. He got out of the way. And it's ball three. And you don't want to walk anybody, especially the number nine guy. But Johnson, when you throw him strikes, when you throw him fastball strikes, he does something good with it. 3-1 pitch on the way. Fastball right back. And now we have a full count, three and two. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Susan B.C. or Steve Corum. So we're ready to run it first is Weber. But Grosskreitz now trying to get Zach Johnson out and head to the top of the seventh. The 3-2 pitch, Weber takes off. It's going to be drilled back up the middle, base hit. Same thing he did last time. He took a 3-2 pitch up the middle, and the rally continues here for Millard North. As Weber on the pitch was off and running, so he easily gets to third. And Johnson, two for three. He had two hits the first time they met. Now up is Alex Blakestead. Now Blakestead is 0 for 3, but he's reached on errors the last two times. An error at short and an error at third. That error at third was a weird one because 
At the time Shires was playing there, he looked to throw to second, knew he couldn't get there, and then he looked to throw to first, and when he did, it was too late. He was safe. So the tying run at the plate of the leadoff man, shortstop Alex Blakestead, and then Vermas is on deck. Fastball strike. Vermas, of course, with the three-run home run. He'll take a strike here, Blakestead. Six to three. Carney with two outs in the top, bottom of the sixth. And the pitch bounces in the dirt, and the runner takes off for second base, and in there safely is going to be Mark Geiger. Wild pitch. Excuse me, that's Johnson down to second. Johnson at second, Weber at third. A base hit makes it a one-run game. 1-1 is the count on Blakestead with two outs, so it looked like Gross Kreitz was going to get out of here, and instead couldn't get the number nine man, Johnson. And Millard North, a two-out rally. Curveball poked towards third. Casper comes in, makes the play. The throw to first is on the money. And that will end the inning. Hustling down the line. Blake's dead, but not enough. As Casper makes a nice play, a routine play, and makes it look easy over at third. So no runs on two hits. There were no errors, and two men left on. We go to the seventh and final inning of this A1 District semifinal. Carney six, six. No Miller North three on ESPN Tri-Cities. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. With our producer-engineer, Chris Langan, I'm Doug Duda, back with you here at Millard West. Centennial Conference golf went on today. Wahoo Newman won it by four shots over Grand Island Central Catholic. Carney Catholic finished in seventh today. Jack Gehring of Central Catholic was the medalist, though, with a 73. Here we go to Corbin Rich for Carney High. He is looking to start off the seventh inning, and he'll take strike number one. So Rich doubled uh, in a run and scored in the third. He is one for three so far. Gradaville throws another one down the middle. Strike two. Corbin Rich, Seth Stroh, Jackson Worley here in the top of the seventh. Carney, the only run off Gradaville was the two-out home run in the sixth by Braden Miller. Off speed, really close. Rich took it ball one. One ball, two strikes. Stroh is next. Stroh has struck out twice and walked. And the one-two pitch from Gradaville. Low, ball two. Two and two. Husker baseball at Northwestern today. And Northwestern is now up 3-0 in the top of the sixth. The pitch. Rich, high fastball, skies it into right field. Backing up, backing up is Ryan Mendez, and he'll make the catch for out number one. 
So Rich protecting the plate with two strikes, popped it up into right, and Seth Stroh. 0 for 2, two strikeouts, and he walked in the third. Again, the Huskers have not been able to take advantage of anything out at Northwestern. They are trailing by a score of 3 to nothing. In a big, big game, Huskers got to find a way to get some offense. And the first pitch, whoa, Seth Stroh was so far out in front of that one, he about yanked it into his own dugout, the lefty. Strike one. Stroh both times that he struck out, he went down on a two-strike fastball up around his shoulders. Here's a curveball that he's out in front. Strike two. So, obviously, Miller North knows what to bring here. They might waste one and then go high, but let's find out. Nobody on. One out. Top of the seventh. Carney high up six to three. A left-handed Stroh. Curveball swung on and missed. Strike three. So Stroh goes down swinging. He had had such a good couple of weeks, but not so far today. Jackson Worley stands in. Again, Carney hasn't went one, two, three at all. Twice in the fourth and fifth innings, they retired. Gradville did the first two guys, and then they had errors in the field. Carney has only one hit outside of the infield and against Gradville. Pitch is swung on and foul back, and that was the two-out home run in the sixth, which could be huge by Braden Miller. You had to think Miller North would have had a little different frame of mind there. A single could have tied the game instead of just pulling it to within one in the bottom half of the last inning. 0-1 pitch to Worley. Is grounded down the third baseline. Just foul. Carney fans who would have been right over here in the bleachers on the third baseline, they thought it was fair. Brad Archer just takes a look. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. So Worley has been hit by a pitch, sacrifice fly, and reached on an air. Takes a fastball inside, one and two. So Gradaville brought one on an 0-2 count and just missed. 1-2 pitch now to Worley. Swung on and fouled back. High School Baseball on KXPN, Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero. Save lives. Get compensated. And Moonlight embro- Custom Screen Print Embroidery. Everything's better by Moonlight. Fastball just missed outside. Now the catcher, Zach Johnson, set up outside. And Gradville hit his target, but the target was out of the strike zone. Two and two here to Jackson Worley. Nobody on here in the seventh. Low. Ball three. Two outs. Carney one in the first. Four in the third. One in the sixth. Millard North three on a three-run home run from Nate Vermoss in the fifth. And the 3-2 pitch. High and away. Ball four. So Worley works the count all the way back. And is able to draw a two-out walk to bring up Sam Engberg. And Carney not going to pinch hit here. They are going to courtesy run, though. And checking in for Carney. I think it's Richter, and it is. Will Richter will be the courtesy runner for Jackson Worley. Engberg singled in the third and the fifth. Both just kind of sticking his bat out. He had two strikes both times. He struck out in the second. In the third with two outs, he just stuck his bat out and went right over second base and dropped on the grass. Then he had an infield single to deep short in the fifth. Two outs, one on. The pitch from Gradaville swung on and fouled back out of play. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. 0-1. 
So this game starting just a little after 1.30. The schedule start time about 1.40, 1.45. We played two hours of baseball, 1.40. to Engberg. Rodriguez is waiting on deck if he can keep this seventh inning going for Carney. They try to steal the throw down to second, and he score or he gets in there safely. Jackson Worley, nobody really prepared for that. In fact, the catcher, Zach Johnson, just threw from his knees. So a good jump there by Wer- or, well by Richter as he is in as the runner. Her stolen base of the game. One and one to Sam Engberg. And a base hit trying to get an insurance run in here. It's already six to three, Carney. Engberg, the left fielder, waits for the pitch. Called strike two at the knees. Fastball one and two. And I imagine Gradville's going to try that again, although, remember, just sticking your bat out on a fastball gives you a much better chance of poking it over the infield than if you chop a curveball or an off-speed pitch into the ground. So let's see what Gradville does here with one to waste. A one-two pitch on the way inside. Ball two, two and two. Coming up in the bottom of the seventh, it'll be the two, three, and four hitters. Vermas will have to bat with nobody on base after the three-run home run. Then Donahoe and Mendez. So Carney would love to get one more on the board. 2-2 pitch to Engberg. Out of the stretch, Gradeville brings it home, and it's going to be chopped over to short. It didn't quite hit the ground. It's going to be caught. A lot of topspin on that one, and Engberg is going to line out to shortstop. No runs, no hits, no errors. One man left on with a two-out walk to Worley. And the last chance here for Millard North. Carney three outs away from avenging the earlier season. Lost to the Mustangs and advancing to the district final. It's Carney six. Millard North 3, we head to the bottom of the 7th next on ESPN Tri-Cities. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Man, Kimber, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. Doug Duda with our producer-engineer, Chris Langan. Top of the seventh, Northwestern three, Nebraska nothing. Four hits for Nebraska, six for Northwestern. Here it is six to three, Kearney. Grand Island, a winner earlier today, six to two. They're just getting underway with Creighton Prep. Hastings getting underway with Omaha Gross. And the two, three, and four hitters, Nate Vermas stands in there. He'll take a fastball, strike one from Brant Grosskreitz, then Drake Donahoe and Ryan Mendez. Vermas... Grounded into a fielder's choice, the first, or excuse me, grounded in, out, uh, singled in the first, and was forced out. Struck out in the third, and then the three-run home run in the fifth. So two for three with all three RBIs, takes the pitch high, one and one. Grosskreitz low, ball two, two and one. So everything in the book that you don't want them to tell you about. Vermas, the 2-1 pitch. Check swing, did he go? 
They're not going to appeal. Now they do appeal. And they say no safe. So three and one. Grosskreutz trying to avoid the leadoff walk. Here in the bottom of the seventh with the season on the line. And it's just above the belt. It's going to be ball four. Must have been a little outside. Again, we're not sitting right behind home plate, so the inner and the outer half, not quite as easy to see today. Drake Donahoe reached on a fielder's choice in the first, struck out in the third, flew out to fairly deep right field in the fifth. Carney now just take the the outs as you can get them, first or second with a three-run lead. Donahoe, third in the lineup. High ball one. Grosskreitz came in last inning in relief of Mason Casper, who struck out six, walked one, gave up three runs on five hits in five innings. Ryan Mendez will be next. Grosskreitz comes out of the stretch and the pitch. Fastball taken for strike one. North taking pitches. And again, if you're Grosskreitz, you don't even need to worry about Vermas. He can score, and it means nothing as Carney sends some guys down to the bullpen now to warm up. And the 1-1 pitch, Grosskreitz on the way, bounces in the dirt. You do want to keep him close at first in case you get a ground ball over towards short. You can get a force out instead of throwing all the way across the diamond. But you can't let it worry you so much that you forget what you're doing at home. 2-1 to Donahoe. The pitch from Grosskreitz swung on and drilled over third base, and it is fair. It's going to be down the line, and that will allow the runners to go to second and third. And Millard North has it cooking here to start the bottom of the seventh. Drake Donahoe, his first hit of the ball game, is a double down the left field line. So Vermas at third, Donahoe at second. Is that enough for a trip to the mound? I don't think they're going to go take Grosskreitz out no matter what happens. Just got to make sure again, play it like there's the start of the inning. Mendez, the tying run. Comes to the plate. Mendez grounded out to short. Doubled the lead off the fourth. Got stranded. Was walked in the fifth. Again, the main thing here to remember if you're Carney, don't even worry about those guys on base. The play is at first. You've got a 6-3 to three lead here in the bottom of the seventh. But Millard North has definitely gotten off to a great start here. The first pitch to Mendez. Fouled back. He brought the fastball as hard as he could bring it that time, I believe. Strike one. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your home real estate dealers like Rhonda Johnson or Susan Bc. The cleanup hitter, the right fielder, Mendez. Grosskreitz comes set and the pitch right down the heart. Maybe a touch on the outside half. It's called strike two. Oh, and two. Grosskreitz. Looking for his first strike out of the ball game. This would be an outstanding time to get it. With Matt Getzman on deck. Runners at second and third. Nobody out. Bottom of the seventh. Carney up by three. The pitch. Swung on and popped up in the infield. Stroh backpedaling, backpedaling. He gets under it. He makes the play. One away. As Mendez, a high fly ball that stays on the infield. Matt Getzman, 0 for 3. He's grounded out to short twice and struck out in the fourth. This is the part of the order that has struggled for Millard North. 5-6 have not picked up hits. Then Weber has a hit. Geiger has a hit. And Johnson has two. So the bottom of the order helped them out again here this afternoon for Millard North. 
The center fielder, number two, Getzman, stands in there. He is the tying run in the bottom of the seventh. Kroskreitz bounces it off the plate. Ball one. One and oh. Post-game show coming up. We'll run down the stats, and if Carney holds on, then we'll have a break and get you into the final against Millard West, who won 9-4 to today over Lincoln Northeast. Now coming set, the pitch. Grosskreitz, they take it for strike one. One ball, one strike, so all of the first four batters here for Millard North have uh, let one come down. Had one foul ball there for Vermas. One and one. Getzman, the pitch. Outside, ball two. All of the Mustangs just hoping that he can reach base safely, which gives them a chance to hang around because Tommy Rowland is up next, the big designated hitter. And he can put a pop in one. He can turn around a fastball. Two and one. Runners at second and third. Takes an offering and a high fastball. Foul tip, strike two. So two balls, two strikes to Matt Getzman. To number two with two on, but just one out here in the bottom of the seventh. Win or go home, and Millard North trying to keep it interesting here. After the three-run home run in the fifth, they were down 5-0. The pitch off speed, bounces in the dirt, and that's going to allow one run to score. It bounces right over in front of us. Miller will get it another wild pitch. Getzman smiles because he was ready to swing. But it was so much of a breaking ball that it bounced in the dirt. And it's 6-4. And Donahoe advances down to third. 6-4. Again, though, concentrate on the batter. Count is full, even though they cleared it up on the board. 3-2. Can't afford a walk here to Getzman. Grosskreitz. Everybody knows that he brings it home. Fastball hit towards short. It's up the middle. Base hit. Carney has gotten themselves in trouble on three two counts. Millard North has done an outstanding job this afternoon on three two counts, and it's a one-run game, and the winning run is at the plate. As Donahoe comes in on the three-two single by Matt Getzman, his first hit of the ball game. And nothing is for certain now. Tommy Rowland also 0 for 3, but so was Getzman before him. Donahoe was 0 for 3, and he doubled. Ben Weber would be next. He struck out. He popped out to short. He flew out to center off of Grosskreitz to lead off the sixth. The left-handed hitter rolling. Tying run at first, one out, bottom of the seventh. Grosskreitz comes set. Fires one just off the plate, ball one. One out, one on, two across, 6-5 Carney. That Miller home run huge right now. Grosskreitz throws over to first. Tag him on the ankle, but he's back in there. Getzman, the center fielder, you know he's got speed. Would Coach Cork send him and put the tying run in scoring position? I wouldn't doubt it, but he once again wants to make Grosskreitz throw a strike. The 1-0 pitch to Roland. High ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Casper went the first five. Grosskreitz and Mason Casper, according to Coach Archer, are co-number ones. So you've got your best in there. The 2-0 pitch on the way. He'll take it for strike one. Two balls, one strike. Braden Miller trying to make sure that he frames everything he can. Looks over the dugout again. 
Waits for the pitch call. Already two across here in the seventh. Carney has used up their cushion. 6-5, Carney. Two outs away from the district final, but North still has a chance here. The 2-1 pitch to Roland. Swung on and foul back at the plate. Brought to you by Home Real Estate 2-2. Two two. Now can Grosskreitz get the out after giving up some 3-2 hits and walks. Leadoff walk, the double by Donahoe, then the single by Getzman. The 2-2 pitch now to the designated hitter, Tommy Rowland. Curveball popped right back over our head and out of play. Home real estate, there is no place like home. Don't forget the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to platteriverpreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl winner each month. Brought to you by B&B Carpet. 2-2 pitch again from Grosskreitz. Swung on and fouled. He was behind that fastball. Of course, Jacob Hardy, the goaltender for the Kearney High soccer team, is the uh, male athlete of the week. And Miss Martin over at Lexington Track, the female athlete of the month, we should say, for this last month. Soccer and track getting ready for state as well. Again, a 2-2 pitch from Grosskreitz. Curveball, nubbed towards first base and in the hole. Can the second baseman knock it down? Yes, he does, but Grosskreitz, excuse me, uh, Shires was playing towards second in case they stole the base, and he just topspun that one into the ground, and it's an infield single for Tommy Rowland. So the tying runs at second, the winning runs at first, and the first baseman, Ben Weber, who singled his last time up, will come to the plate. So uh, it is getting tense now for Carney High with the season on the line. Millard North was down 6-3, now it's 6-5. And so Weber is up there. Bottom of the order, though. The pitch from Grosskreitz. Right down there, strike one. And finally, Brandt actually jumps out ahead in the count. He had been behind in the count this whole inning, it seemed like, at least on the first pitch. 6-5, Carney. Two outs, or two on, one out, bottom of the seventh for Miller North. We play seven. Grosskreitz checks the runner. Not much of a lead at second. Fastball behind it on the swing and a miss. Ben Weber, 0-2. And one thing that Grosskreitz now doesn't want to do is throw a wild pitch. He's already got a couple of those. You absolutely cannot let one get away here and let the runners advance. 0-2. Still just one out. Grosskreitz comes set to Ben Weber. And the pitch to Weber. Down low, ball one. Backhand stop out and away by Braden Miller. One ball, two strikes. Mark Geiger will be next. The second baseman and number eight in the order. Already two across and two more on here in the bottom of the seventh. Miller North trying to complete a huge comeback here after being dominated in the first four innings. Grosskreitz looks at second, and now the pitch. Just missed, blowing away with a fastball. Two and two. But again, Carney with two strikes. Outside of a little bit of a run by Casper, where he did strike out not six in a row, but got three strikeouts in both the fourth and the third innings. Grosskreitz now 2-2. Waiting for the pitch. Weber. Low, ball three, bounced in front of the plate again. 
And Weber, 0-2. And back to 3-2. I'll tell you what, Miller North hasn't really swung at bad pitches at all. The ones in the dirt, maybe one time all day. They chased a couple high fastballs. Well, they send the runners with one out. 3-2 pitch to Ben Weber. Grosskreins comes, strut the pitch. Swung on and popped up, back out of play. Another foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. I don't know if they're giving the kids 50 cents a ball today, but somebody could have paid for a semester of college, as many as we've knocked out of here throughout the day between both teams. Again, Millard West waiting, and this game has now turned into a long one. It'll be about 30 minutes between games for the final. Can Carney hang on to get a shot at number one? Again, a 3-2 pitch on the way, and it is high. Ball four just missed. The bases are loaded. The winning run is in scoring position. Brad Archer has not made a trip to the mound. Nobody's made a trip to the mound to talk to Grosskreitz. Maybe just to settle it down. Finally, Braden Miller trats out there, and they will have a meeting between the infielders. But two walks in the inning. And Mark Geiger, he's flown out to left. He's flown out to center. His first at bat was a single to lead off the third. He ended up getting stranded. And right now, anything will do for an out. Zach Johnson on deck. Bases loaded, one out, one run lead. Carney, bottom of the seventh. Geiger stands in. Grosskreitz swung on and missed. Strike one. So again, Weber, after being down in the count, 0-2 walked, worked his way on. Fouled off a few pitches to get there. It's a battle in Grosskreitz trying to find a way to win it. Here for Carney High and get the save. He'll step off the mound. They'll go through the signals again. One pitch away from the game being over on either side. A base hit could win it. A ground ball could be a double play. The pitch. Strike two called. Good one by Grosskreitz. So again, he's ahead in the count. 0-2 to the number eight hitter, Mark Geiger. 6-5 Carney. Bottom of the seventh. Anything but easy for the Bearcats. They're in at first, even with the bag at third. With two strikes, though, the pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. He went after him and got him. And I am positive that's the first time a Mustang has struck out on just three pitches today. And so the first strikeout of the ball game for Grosskreitz, the number nine hitter, Zach Johnson, he has singled his last two times up. Can he be the hero here? Because you don't have to wait. As soon as you hear the dink, you're coming home. The man at second base is Tommy Rowland. So here we go. One way or the other, this is probably going to be your season. Six to five. Carney, bases loaded. Two outs, bottom of the seventh. Johnson steps in. The first pitch inside. Ball one. Now, Johnson was behind in the count. He struck out in the third. He was behind in the fifth and sixth. He singled. With two strikes both times, he had not been catching up to fastballs, but when the count was 3-2, he knew it was coming. The 1-0 pitch. High ball two. 2-0 to Johnson. And Seth Stroh is going to come in and talk to his man. Say, hey, just do what you do, man. You know you can do it. You're our guy. You've done it all year. Make him put it in play. Don't walk in the tying run. 2-0 Johnson. You've got to expect he's taken all the way. 
And the pitch by Grosskreitz. He's taken all the way. It's a strike. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Zach Johnson, two hits the first time they played Carney. Two hits today, all out of the number nine hole. One more, and they'll mob him. Grosskreitz trying to get the save here. The 2-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on a fastball. Strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Once again, Johnson has a two-strike count. The last two times, he singled. Carney a strike away from ending Millard North season. It's up to the catcher, Zach Johnson. Alec Blakestead is on deck. And the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and popped up. It's in play down the right field line. Worley, a long run over his shoulder. Dives, can't get it. It found an opening. You knew when he popped it up that it was in no man's land. And Worley let it out. Dove over his shoulder, and it just bounced in front of him. Knocks the wind out of him a little bit. He's slow to get up. And everybody now gets back to where they're supposed to be. Corbin Foster was way away. He never had a chance at that one. So Worley taking his time to get back over to first. Good time here for Carney to just take a moment. Umpire going to make sure that Worley's okay. Again, the situation. Bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the seventh. Carney by one and a 2-2 count to the number nine hitter, Zach Johnson, who's two of three today. Both hits with two strike counts. Brant Grosskreitz trying to finally close the door here on this district semi. The 2-2 pitch. Fastball swung on and missed, and Carney is headed to the district final. The first postseason victory in Kearney High history in their first game. And Millard North will end the season on 12-12 and 12 record. Kearney High 16-8 and 8 will take on 23-4 and 4 and top-ranked Millard West in just a little over a half hour. We'll be back with the ESPN postgame show here on KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com after this timeout. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. 
At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball. Here's a look at the uh, bottom of the seventh there for Miller North. Two runs, three hits, no errors, and three men left on base. Ten men left on today by Miller North as they will end the season at 12 and 12 on the year. Carney High will get going here in about 40 minutes. Uh, Creighton Prep has scored and they lead it one to nothing in the bottom of the second over Grand Island in their A5 district final. Nebraska trailing 4 to nothing, top of the eighth against Northwestern on 12.30 a.m. KHAS, Ty Roseberry of Kearney getting his first Big Ten start today as the Huskers' designated hitter, but uh, once again, they're struggling at the plate. We will take a break, give you the final numbers right after this on ESPN Radio. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. With our producer-engineer Chris Langan, Doug Duda back with you here on the ESPN postgame show, High School Baseball on ESPN, your home for the Bearcats, brought to you by Insurance Connection, connecting your family with the coverage that's right, Tech flooring your restoration experts, and Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. For Millard North here this afternoon in the season finale, I had them for five runs on eight hits, two Carney errors, including ten men left on base. They left two in the sixth, and the base is loaded in the seventh inning here today. Mason Casper will get the win for Carney. He went five innings, giving up five hits and three runs. That was a three-run home run from Nate Vermoss. He walked one and struck out six. Brant Grosskreitz, although it was a ride, he gets the save. Two innings pitched. He gave up five hits, two runs, two walks, and two strikeouts. For Millard North today, Vermoss, the big man, uh, that was his only uh, RBIs, but he had three of the RBIs. He was two for four with a single and a home run. He also walked and scored to start off the seventh inning. Zach Johnson also had two hits today for Millard North. For Carney High, six runs on seven hits. There were two Millard North errors and seven men left on base. For Millard North, Jack Ricketts will end up taking the loss as he gave up 
Went two and a third innings, five runs on four hits, struck out two, walked one, hit a batter, and had a wild pitch. Uh, coming in, Simon Gradiville did a great job. Four and two-thirds innings. The only run he gave up was the Braden Miller solo home run with two outs in the sixth, which ends up being the difference in the game. Uh, he gave up three hits total, one walk, and four strikeouts. For Carney High, Lane Shires reached and scored twice, but that was on a walk and a hit by pitch. Corbin Foster was two for four as he singled the first two at-bats and uh, scored a run. Braden Miller had the home run, uh, reached on an error, and had a sacrifice bunt. Mason Casper, one for four today, singled in a run and scored in the third inning. Corbin Rich doubled in a run and scored in the third inning uh, as well in the baseball game today. Also for Carney High, Sam Enberg. Sam Engberg had two hits. He was two for four in the contest. As Carney scores one in the first to go up one nothing, they went up five nothing with a four run third. The three run home run from a Millard North Vermont after five made it five three. Carney got two in the excuse me one in the sixth on the solo home run to go up six three. And then in the seventh, two more, but the bases left loaded for Millard North. And the final score, 6-5, to five, Kearney High. We'll take about a 30-minute break and then be back. A trip to state is at line, but Kearney will have to take on number one Millard West, who beat them earlier in Kearney 10-6. For our producer-engineer, Chris Langan, I'm Doug Duda. Don't forget, if you're looking for coverage of the Kentucky Derby, ESPN 1550. Pre-game is just underway. The race just before 6 o'clock. We'll be back with Kearney High Baseball in about 25 minutes. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com. Or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball Play ball. great western bank and carney is a proud supporter of the carney high baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck strike three you're out great western bank making life great our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking offering personal checking banking on the go mortgage savings accounts money management and much more find out which account is right for you at 2121st avenue in carney great western bank making life great go bearcats the preceding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com. No matter what I did, they never went away.